3: Are you trying to do it all and do it all flawlessly break away from the cult of perfection with best-selling author and founder of girls who code Reshma Sajani, on her podcast, Brave Not Perfect. Each week, Reshma explores ways we can be braver in our everyday lives because bravery is a habit you form. She'll help you build that muscle so when it really matters, you're ready to take on life's challenges. Tune in and subscribe to the Brave Not Perfect
1: podcast wherever you're listening right now. Support for this show is brought to you by the new Audible original, The Baddest Bitch in the Room by Sophia Chang. In her groundbreaking audio memoir, this unsung legend of the music industry shares her fearless journey as the first Asian woman in hip-hop who managed icons from my personal favorite, like Wu-Tang Clan, A Tribe Called Quest, and more. Hear her inspiring life story featuring tales of marriage, motherhood and martial arts and keep an ear out for an audio appearance by the RZA, Method Man and others. Listen free with a 30 day trial. Just go to audible.com slash grown baddest. Do you love true crime
3: podcasts but get worn out by all the murder, blood, and death, child? Anything like me. Then I think we just have uh, the thing for you, girl. Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. the Scam Goddess, loves fraud, hoodwinks, hoaxes, swindles, and double crosses, which is why she created her new show, Scam Goddess, a podcast dedicated to all things fraud, coming to Earwolf Tuesday, October 1. Each week, Lacey sits down with some of our favorite comedians to talk the hottest hoodwinks, greatest grips, and dubious double crosses in history. Comedians like Nicole Byer, Paul F. Tompkins, Lauren Lapkus, Jamie Loftus, Carl Tart, and more. Check out The Scam Goddess when it premieres October 1st. You can subscribe now on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen.
1: I know your eyes in the morning sun. I feel you touch me in the pouring rain. And the moment that you wander far from me, I want to feel you in my arms again. (laughs) Then you come to me like a summer breeze. Keep me warm in your love. In your soft please And it's me you need to show <laughs> How deep is your <laughs> You are so close to remaining in the in the same key That was really rooting for yeah. I had to cough in the first 15 <laughs> seconds of silence I thought you were going to make it through <laughs> we were, the You birds. can still rooting root you. you can root, Tyra. I was you rooting root I was it. rooting we for Keep home. rooting, hoe Why do you give up on these girls? You did not make it Don't give you up on your make black it. girls <laughs> You didn't make you it, it. You didn't make How it. deep, is, how your deep love is your love? How deep is your love? What? How okay. deep your love? I really need to love. That's the BGS. Gees. Cause yep. Oh. You know, PJ redid it. Ooh, PJ does everything right. PJ <laughs> did it with
3: Yebba. Yeah, it was a dream.
0: Ooh, mm. I loved how she flipped her Oh, it was so too. good.
3: Mm. Praise
0: mm-hmm. the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back to getting
3: grown with Jaden Kia. I'm Kia. I'm Jade And we have some guests tonight, <laughs> Or today Or whenever y'all hear this <laughs> There are guests here And um, Very special guest. Very special guests We're going to talk about some things And we have asked our sisters to join us around the kitchen table We not only have Hey friend Hey It's mad ridiculous.
0: I'm home, yes,
3: indeed. But we have been joined at the kitchen table by none other than the one and only Crystal Jean. TV West. star, All right. We're not, we're not
2: Crystal Jean West this. is with us. All right, hold your opinion. You Noah
1: found out today you have a uh, you have a TV show coming. She found what out she today. Say? Tristan, oh, no. Tristan told her, he was like, she, she goes, Noah said to her she said, you know, if you have a podcast and have merch, <laughs> you're famous. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I was like, have I pens. have no clue. <laughs> she was talking to you. She said merch. So I was <laughs> wow. like, She goes, mommy, sometimes I wear your merch to school. Wow. She wears my Next t shirt. <laughs> she says merch. So Tristan goes, Well, you know your auntie Crystal got a whole TV show. She does. How oh, no. Where? <laughs> he was like, on TV. She was like, oh. Well, if you have a podcast and you have merch, <laughs> am I getting my Barbie dream house? <laughs> it was I a lie. Listen. I have literally Why no clue when all your
0: aunts and uncles is? are in <laughs> every
1: single one <laughs> every single one I'm a the,
3: <laughs>
0: the other this, day when we were oh, all man. in your living room playing with her and mm-hmm. um, Nikki's son mm-hmm. I was looking around
1: like this is quite the auntie and uncle <laughs> group if she has no clue she just think everybody's just there she, she was just...
2: telling us to shut up yeah she's so. like I don't know who
1: you niggas are I don't care <laughs> if you play her for game. you right. I'm
2: like that's fine ma'am. I just will never get over her little short ass FaceTiming me to ask for that Barbie dream house. <laughs> I
1: knew she was up to no good. She goes, Mommy, can I FaceTime Auntie Crystal? It's a scam. And, and I was like, her why <laughs> she goes because I miss her oh and I was like I feel like this is a lie the but here's long, my phone the long con and then all of a sudden I hear her little feet run away but she can't talk quietly and she's like can I have my Barbie dream house I'll take the small one with the elevator <laughs> I'll take the small one with the elevator <laughs>
2: yes because there's the a small one? small one that's the small one that I got and the small one has a pool and an elevator and, and a, slide. a carport and oh, a slide yeah. all that it's shit it's
1: not Brooklyn Friendly at the all. the big
2: one is like a thousand dollars. I have to, yeah, I have to imagine it? it
1: takes up this whole damn room. Oh, I just don't yeah, know. that can't fit anywhere in New York City, but that's the small one, and
2: it's like 200.
1: I saw that box when and I it's walked like up. four
2: feet tall, right? Yeah,
1: and three feet wide, legit the size of my studio apartment.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, to yeah. take up her whole bedroom. Noah hit that FaceTime button real quick <laughs> so that she could convey properly the Cold urgency music, with which she needed this fetish. dream. House. And guess who showed
1: the fuck up with the Barbie dream house today?
2: <laughs> I told her, Ash your mama. Oh, it's here? Yes. Oh yeah, it's here. It's in, in her room. It's in room. You,
1: oh, wait, I mean, you we set could. it
2: up? You set
0: it up already?
1: No, 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 she no, no.
0: Oh, I was about to be like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, she's in the news. Oh no, no.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, could you
3: no. imagine I if totally we could have FaceTime our aunties in like
1: 1989? <laughs> mm, <laughs> like, no, cannot. I'd have everything. <laughs> no, then they would have told me to get get off their phone. <laughs> <Like, "That? laughs> get out of my face with this foolishness! <laughs>
2: <laughs> and be like, Where are it your book. So cute. I was like, I know it's a reason behind this phone. Cause Noah, do not just call me. Mm-mm. I said it's a reason behind this phone. You call. answered. We'll of course I answered. Look at that divinity. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you answered the damn phone. No,
2: well, I mean, because she didn't start off with a FaceTime. She started with a regular oh, phone yes. call. And then
1: she goes, Oh, I want to see your face. Oh my God. And then mash the right. And then press <laughs> the FaceTime button. I'm like, what is going? I was like, oh, uh, she's still getting ready to go to the, the airport.
0: Finesse. <laughs>
3: How are you, sis? She knows exactly what she's doing I'm doing well I'm a little (laughs) I sound like uh, This right now Because I've been At church I've been singing all day But All right, um, I'm doing just fine. I don't have any complaints. Uh, Looking
1: forward to. You look beautiful. Thank you.
3: I mean, my nose yellow
1: is like yes. This
3: makeup, this hair, is not greasy at all. (laughs) I put this makeup on at seven a.m. We're still holding. Well, it looks like you put it on seven minutes ago. These
2: cheekbones, okay? Oh gosh, guys, Kia's face is hollow. (laughs) And these, you know, I say that when I
3: be contouring, i be like, I want to give. Like sunken face. <laughs> I want my face yes. to be sunken.
2: It is maleficent. Listen, I need the girls to be like, is Kim feeling okay? <laughs> I'd be like, okay? <laughs> I, be
3: like mm, I want, I want to look hungry. I, I just need to look. Like <laughs> I am dieting. Let's do it. But yes, I'm doing well. I'm really excited. We've been planning this show for a little while, and I'm excited that we're able to do it right now. But how are you guys
1: okay. doing? Yeah, friends? how are you all?
2: I'm fine I really feel like Y'all can't call us guests Like I know people <laughs> you don't
1: I know. know and talk I know. to And be with all the damn time I know <laughs> This is actually Just like a Friday When Key is visiting Exactly mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah We've all been on Each other's shows So many times It all blurs together For me at this point I don't like, know how People yeah. are
1: tired By now Right I know like, how They're how like would, God damn I'm sick of these niggas We know your friends Shit <laughs> <laughs> God damn Okay bitch Go home Okay we're back but yeah, okay. we're we're. I'm happy to be here. I'm very happy to be here. Yes. I'm very happy you are here. How was Harry Potter World? Bitch,
2: amazing! I saw your <laughs> wand. I was like, look at that. <laughs> so intense. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I got my wand, and it's an interactive wand, so you can cast spells all around Universal Studios, so cool. and they That's do different cool. little fun things. And they have a bank ride where you can go down into the vaults of Green Gods, where the goblins be at, and then they have a ride where you basically are learning. The fly on a broom so you're flying around with Harry and them that is what? trying to get past dragons and shit you get to play Quidditch like the the golden snitch is right in front of your face yeah I know the y'all know what I'm snitch. talking about
1: but who is that the like the no, main like it's not t- a t- a of itself. Itself. It's the game no, see, oh.
2: right
1: oh.
2: right so Quidditch is the game Quidditch and it's the little <laughs> gold ball yes <laughs> with the face oh, look you know why I know that why
0: <clears throat> because someone made a meme <laughs> oh, putting Lord. six nine and uh, then uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, I hate black people, but <laughs> we can't have nothing nice. Literally, we can't. Nothing, we literally cannot. <laughs> but they have a Hagrid ride with the Hagrid. motorcycles. So like, there's one seat that's a motorcycle, and the other is a sidecar, and you just go on this crazy roller coaster ride loop the loops and shit I had a ball that sounds like, so fun. that sounds like so you much fun you couldn't tell me I was 12 years I wasn't 12 years <laughs> old oh. they have a train ride from one side of the park to the other yeah. so you go from Diagon Alley to Hogsmeade on the train Hogs it's meet. just so fun I like how we're all like yay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're going to Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade I went with my nerd Harry Potter friends to get some that's so
1: cool <laughs> I want to have fun. I want to go Should I, I fly on a broom is, but nope. I would have fun I would be like Yeah nigga heart war Whatever the, the <laughs> White
2: walkers
4: White <laughs> walkers
1: <laughs> She says a white walker Oh my god, walker, That's a whole Another
2: show niggas bitch name, The bad guy The Dementors Voldemort Voldemort He looked like a white walker <laughs> But okay Alright It's got all it. blends.
1: Thank you it's I don't fine. know. <laughs> no you know, You haven't
2: read the books It's fine
1: Fran how was your week? <laughs> was it less magical? <laughs>
0: <laughs> my week was amazing We had um I curated a listening party for Louis York. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. you did. Of course. And I'm very proud of it because it was amazing. The music is amazing. The album drops on the 18th. It's called American Griots. And Jaden XD actually just did an episode with Louis York. We did. And it was big fun. It was so much fun. I was listening to it on the way here. Um, but yeah, that was really fun. All, the f- all our family came out. Like all the New York based... Influencers and artists and music industry folks, so it was like a nice mesh of all of my worlds. Oh yeah, yeah, all your favorite friends, time. Were all there. of my cool <laughs> friends. So I was happy. I felt very affirmed. That's what I said. <laughs> we had delicious food and cookies. Yeah, and it was catered. Lots of Yay. liquor. You see how I made? Yeah, lots of liquor, yeah. and I like vibed it out. So it was like the lighting. The she s- put a
1: purple light.
0: I did. I of had like it did. smelled like incense. I'm it was sure. just perfect. It was, a it friend was very face. friend. <laughs> People literally followed the incense and knew exactly oh, what studio we
1: were in. My so God, the, incense the
0: <laughs> But yeah, Laché. I was proud of that. I was very <laughs> was happy. The most I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> The album's so good, though. Oh of course it my is. God! No, it's a musical. Just it's a I musical, don't, don't just, it's a musical magic.
0: When it was over the uh, listening session we were all like you know thank you for coming everyone can go home and nobody moved was <laughs> like oh we're actually good here that's right that's how you know no, like, we were, having were like a good can time. you play it again mm. and it was like wow okay no we're gonna need you guys to go home
2: but <laughs> <laughs> no actually
3: <laughs> it I mean, so good is over. you guys can go
2: right <laughs> <laughs> We only got the real 10, the album. guys. Right. It comes so, out on the 18th, guys. Uh, buy
1: it yourself. So
0: good, though. Listen so I'm home. very, very excited about
1: there that. No, I'm super excited for them. It's their debut album. Yeah, That is so wild to me. Is After their debut, all the music they Right. Write, right they have right. so much and, music. And Fran put together a playlist. For pre-listening of a bunch of songs that they've written, their discography, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, you gotta gas your friends up. You have to. Russian Roulette, Party in the USA, Grenade, 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 Uh, My Life Would Suck Without You, you. Bittersweet fantasy. Oh my God, just so much good. (laughs) Yes, I wait. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty girls rock. Pretty girl rock. I'm telling you, the only Carrie Hilson song I actually know. No, the, hits. The, hits. <laughs> the hits
4: yeah the, the, the hits,
0: hits. you, you like know Gris, that song like says. That,
1: uh, <laughs> well we have trash to get into in a in a kitchen table talk for your ass oh, so right. yeah I so can't wait to, to sit, sit out trash. The trash that's none of my business oh, girl. <laughs> oh no I want you to her up time right on in <laughs> no ma'am please <laughs> well, I have to t- tape two other shows this week <laughs> yeah bitch so get into your pop culture brain.
2: wow how rude <laughs> 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 okay
1: Okay, it's time to take out the trash with our guests. Especially Crystal, <laughs> queen of pop culture. <laughs> How dare you? Oh my gosh. I literally hate it. Everybody
2: knows that. <laughs>
4: I never. It's know amazing because you never know who I don't anyone know who anybody is.
3: Anybody. Neither either. one content. of us do. So we are both useless on this show because we just be like, <laughs> <laughs> <Really> are,
1: <truly. laughs> we just be pronouncing <laughs> people's name wrong. I'm sorry. Truth Have you seen i will no. been watching. i <laughs> will be looking at the blogs and I'd be like, yeah, that sounds Listen. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> the pop culture
2: stuff was not. My forte ever <laughs> was not my idea ever. Well, I figured you know the
1: rag, the few raggedy niggas we have listening. No, that's why few, I, I've
2: learned to Google. Very, they'll very enjoy fast. this segment. very quickly.
1: Always, on I've already. learned to Google things very quickly. quickly yeah, so figure out what's going same, on in Megronia. Well, first, so not it's actually a kind of a negative trash day. Uh oh. Uh, botham jeans. You you guys remember botham jean? Yeah, you know, I remember him? Mm-hmm. His murderer um, took the stand and said that she wishes she was the one who was dead. She wishes the, that he would have had the gun and shot mm-hmm. her. Oh,
3: that's the white woman that went into the house mm-hmm. that were not, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. went into that man's the house, house that and she shot him. Claimed that she, she thought claimed was hers. Her
1: I'm like, but he wasn't the one with the gun, and now he's dead, and you're and you are here, and you're probably not going to get any time. And I'm not going to say the last part of what I was thinking. <laughs>
2: I mean, you saying that means what, Amber? Right. Or what whatever your name is. Like, at the end of the day, you were still a person, not even just a regular person, but a whole ass police officer, somebody who should be trained to react better. And you did the exact opposite of what you should have done.
1: And your key did not work in your it home. It did not. So at what point did you stop and go, oh, that That's is what wrong. gives you pause. Like, That's what stop. I'm saying. If Stop. I've, I've actually never done
2: this and I've come home high and drunk more (laughs) times than I can count. Sis, And at no point have I ever tried to force my way into somebody else's apartment. Not ever. If the key doesn't work immediately, you take a step back like, am I on the right floor? I've never gone to the wrong floor. Never. So her explanation is trash. This whole, you know, I wish it was me. OK, but it's not. And it can be. So who gives a shit? Right. Like, that doesn't make me feel any better for you. I still want her to fry. Oh, white woman. And you saw they had the
0: black cop on there that was saying he doesn't think she did anything wrong. Oh, okay. And that it was Botham that posed the biggest
2: threat. Yeah, you know, by being in his own house. Minding right. his, own his own business. House. Minding his own business. Minding his business. Behind a locked own. door. Right. I hope <laughs> okay. never. Anyway. I mean, there's nope. no shortage of My niggas who will cape for white women. Ever. So And I know they have their code of silence. So. You know yeah, they do. You
1: know that blue lives. They're matter definitely bullshit. blue before they're black. Yeah. Okay, mm. well, good luck to you. Mm. So Patricio Manuel, have you all heard of him? No. Patricio Manuel is actually the very first trans boxer. Oh. And uh trans, trans professional boxer who continues to break barriers. This is according to the Hades room. Um, he continues
0: <laughs> to break down barriers. <laughs> I was
1: like, what? Hades room. What side is that? That's the shame <laughs> room. Oh my <no>. oh, okay. god. <laughs> All Room But he was just named as the new face for an uplifting campaign from Boxing Staple Everlast. Wow. Dope. That's yep. yep. It's only been less than a year since. Patricio officially became the first transgendered boxer ever to compete in a professional level fight. The 34 year old, uh, prior to that, the 34 year old was a well known female boxer before transitioning in 2013. So that's dope. I thought that was pretty dope. That's super dope. Yeah, good job. What's this person's name? About to Google Patricio O'Neill Manual. Oh, Oh. O'Neill. Not Patrice I was thinking Patrice
2: you write my bad. Uh, Patrice O'Neil. You got, be you, on you got to be quicker than that. You got to be quicker than that. You got to be more careful.
0: Did they show pictures of the campaign?
1: Oh, let's see. Well, let's look at that. Oh, way. go off. Let's Google real quick. You know, we said we do that. Oh my word. Oh, he's okay. Thirty-four years old. That's yep. right. Mm-hmm. That's a good age. <laughs> a great age. Well, dope. You know they post so damn much that Everlast I is such like a like a staple name like the big, in the that's fitness like the top industry,
2: one, especially mm-hmm. for yeah boxes. boxing. Right. So, oh wow. Oh, okay. Just to be our true authentic self. I think that's dope. And I think That's something that's universal across oh, the world and around the world,
1: regardless of your race. That's dope. That's dope.
2: I oh no, so. I just automatically be deciding where the niggas are
1: <laughs> You are so annoying
2: I know <laughs> I am really trash <laughs>
1: Well, good for Patricio. That mm-hmm. is uh, yes, good that for is him. great news. I am very happy for him. Five million customers have been affected by a DoorDash security breach. Mm-hmm. What?
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. oh
1: wait, I don't use. DoorDash. I don't use DoorDash. DoorDash,
0: stay DoorDash. Stay in my house. Oh, I, I do. Use all Shit. Of I what happened? Uber yeah. Eats steals Somebody, all my money. they
3: got they get all oh. my delivery fees. I
0: use oh, all, all the apps. I use
3: Caviar
1: Seamless, DoorDash, Postmates. Exactly. <laughs> wait, which Wait, why have...
0: do you use so many?
1: Caviar because different restaurants <laughs> want different.
0: <laughs>
2: what in the world? That it, caviar?
1: Yes. That sounds very wealthy white woman.
2: Caviar oh, it is, and, Yeah, caviar is for nicer restaurants.
1: Yeah. There's no McDonald's oh.
2: and Popeye's. No, and Cab- not at oh, yeah. all.
1: That's- if I want my good tie, I go to caviar.
0: Not the good tie. Mm-hmm.
1: The good yes. tie, the good barbecue. If I want to get barbecue <laughs> delivered, caviar. Yes. Pie. Okay. But they had so, a yeah, security breach. Right. Five Five million customers were affected by a security breach. So somebody hacked into the system, got into their credit cards and their bank oh. accounts and such. Oh. So DoorDash, uh, they they got to it real quick and they they rectified everything. However, make sure y'all check your things. Oh, Did they
2: send man. an email?
1: Yeah, they sent an email to all of who were affected.
2: Oh, okay, so I must not been one of the ones. See him, see him. Look
1: at God. Won't he do are it? He, won't he do it? Because <laughs> <laughs> I stay on that. He DNA. keeps us. He keeps us even in
2: our delivery <laughs> every
1: day.
0: I'm These so hacks grateful. are wild though. I feel like we're getting more and more of them. I received mm-hmm. a letter from. Like when, you know, when you go to the doctor and you have to do labs, mm-hmm. one of the lab companies oh no, sent me a letter to my house saying wow. our from your information was compromised. We're doing everything to fix it. I was like, what? It's a thing. Medical it's a thing. I mean, even at work, I know it's one, of everything the, at this point. one of the oh my um,
3: God. Uh, one of the one of the there was like a college or university that their alumni information they were printing like i mean way way back in the day before student ids were student ids and your id was like your social
4: mm. oh, they yes. sent out
3: some mail with like people's social like on the envelope or something dumb it no. was like oh. i saw it on uh one of the higher ed blogs it was like (laughs) if you go to this school between these years you might want to get a security um get your Um, security thing on your credit because they they showed like the envelope and like literally under your name and address it was like your social (laughs) security number i'm like who signed off no everybody needs to be fired that whole development office needs to be closed down because what in the world at that point, all they need is your birthday. Literally, to completely take over your life. Oh my they God. put you like with your name and your address. You can find so that on I'm Facebook. Like,
2: why would you print the Why would you print the student ID number on the envelope? Anywhere? It was like on the back of the... It <laughs> right. was like
3: it was so. It was the oddest thing. Like why?
2: that's so ridiculous. It was
3: like not the. It didn't have like the dashes, but back in the day.
2: But a nine-digit nine number, nine digit looks number like a social.
3: that it's is like, come on, guys, this is my social. Like, what, y'all,
2: what y'all doing?
1: This is why all hackers are virgins.
0: But even the companies that are supposed to be monitoring your credit and making sure you're safe from being hacked, even
2: the credit companies themselves, Equifax, yes. yeah, that's what I'm all saying. Of them. So it's all like, of them. how are you really? Protected. you're not you're not you're, you're not you're gonna have to fight it uh one one-on-one with the credit card companies or the mortgage companies or whoever mm-hmm. if it really happens to you
0: and you saw Equifax was saying they're gonna pay everyone out 125 dollars uh-huh. so oh,
2: I thought that was, that was experience that was it experience I think it was experience they sent oh, me a letter and they were
3: like do you want a credit I was like no I won my 125 dollars <laughs> please <laughs> send you. it to me immediately and they said, well, we ran out of a hundred And that's not my business. You shouldn't have <laughs> promised me. <it. laughs> Did you ever get it?
2: I haven't got it. They don't have oh, it. Oh, no. You they'll still- be waiting on that. I don't think anybody got it, to be honest. I think only uh, if you signed up for it. like the... Ten years of credit yeah, money. and they're like, that's oh, that's worth no. way more than one twenty five. Yeah, but Bitch. I want cash dollars. It was like, <laughs> right. girl, like, I, I didn't send me ask a you a check.
4: <laughs> <laughs> need to roll that into
3: my Uber Eats, girl. We're trying to eat over here. Yes, I don't know what you're talking about. I want Not my roll money. Roll that over For to Uber Eats.
2: <laughs> Had you given me a hundred and twenty five dollar Uber Eats, Hello? Credit, <laughs> then we could start talking. <laughs> then <laughs> then I, I would be building up at the negotiation
3: table, but y'all are
0: talking Yo, y'all is such millennials,
2: <laughs> and I'm fine
0: with that. Totally fine.
2: No, yep. problem. we're talking about your
0: shit being breached, and you're like, but Uber Eats. I know,
1: like half these bitches, all their HPV is floating around the city. They're like, but no. <laughs> Candy and Todd are expecting another baby <laughs> oh, this time via surrogate. No, that's right. Oh, that's nice. So they will be having that another is one. So nice. Uh, congratulations to them. to them. That is. So lovely. I wonder how the grandma feels. You know how she no, is. Oh,
2: Joyce
3: is going to be just fine. That's right. She's like, we have
1: having a baby. Please.
2: Because <laughs> at the end of the day, oh, as long know. as Candy is paying them bills, exactly, Joyce you is so going to so fall in line. Joyce will be like,
0: can I say something? Can I say something? She's like, calming.
4: Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen. <laughs>
1: And then you got the other little witchy one, and she's gonna be like, "They having another? Oh hell, they having another damn baby! That little, that little, she's so damn mean. You, the you know the little witchy one. one. That's you, yeah, exactly. Sophia. <laughs> that is me. I own it. <laughs> Lastly, did y'all see the video of the white lady no. at the CVS? Yes, I screaming did. Yes, I did. Those racial, you saw the yes, slurs? I did. She was. Oh,
2: she. Oh, I saw the second half of it where she was just screaming "nigger." Yes, she was like. Literally, I hate nigger. Hate niggers. I hate niggas. I wish all niggers would
0: die.
3: Like what? she said, Callie, right? Yeah, she was like in if Cali, it was legal yeah. to kill niggers, I would.
1: I would. Mhm.
0: Wait, wait, wait. So she walked into a CVS. Oh, I haven't even CL. told you
1: the worst of it. So this is a costume designer as well in Hollywood. She works she on is. I think she worked on a show they said called Medium
2: media. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard of that.
1: I heard of it after this incident. Okay. And so she worked <laughs> in costume design. She got fired from her job. And so of course... For this clip? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh good. yeah. You know, the shit went viral hey, boots. Hateful ass bitch. So of course, you know, <laughs> she posted an apology mm-hmm. and said... <clears throat> And you know, her apology came in the form of an Instagram story. Oh. She only wants the shit to stick. Not iOS I mean, shit, it won't even last an more than 24 hours. Release. Exactly. <laughs> I hope the world knows we all as human beings have all made mistakes and gratefully regretted them later in life. Girl, oh, girl, regretted. girl, I as a human made the choice to say some words that I should have never let come out of my mouth. I will no longer ask for forgiveness because what I did as a human was very inhumane and disgusting. African-Americans helped build this very country that I'm living in and I hate that I insulted the millions of them. I've lost my job, which I totally would agree on as well for the reason. And I've been let go Please allow me To rekindle the love We shall nope. all share I'm Amongst good, each bitch. other Thank you so much. Fuck, Fuck you <laughs> Fuck
2: out of here Allison How strange <laughs> So I don't,
1: I don't know What her name is And I don't care to know But may she choke On her Evian
2: <laughs> I mean the issue Is <laughs> <That's> less <true. laughs> that you said The words And more that you felt Like you should Say the words
1: Yeah
3: nope. like, and, and, and I think uh, What I read of this story Is that she was Totally unprovoked She literally yep. was In CVS Buying yep. her Monistat 7 And whatever The hell ass She was yep. buying <laughs> mm. And yeah, And, and somebody, As she was walking out She walked out of the CVS And came back in And literally stood Stood in the, in doorway. the doorway And screamed I hate niggas, About four or five times And a A black woman Took out her phone And started recording her And you can hear Like sis was like Oh she's clearly on drugs Right like she was like Yeah She's clearly going through something She was like No I'm actually fine I'm actually completely lucid Like like she was not oh she was she was like <laughs> yeah. she looked the girl in her eyes and was like I'm not on drugs, I'm in my right mind, I'm not drunk, I absolutely mm-hmm. just don't like Lord. niggers Like and I was like, no. oh, okay,
1: like that's what's up. She's like, if it was legal to kill niggers, I would. Oh well, get yeah. that bitch out of here. Say, okay, not that so we don't this, know this, but I'm this confused was in LA. by the
3: apology. Exactly. Right. Like,
0: like why? Say
1: why? It? Why?
3: Stand so that she can get a job no, because she none fried. of us care Like she's not gonna be hired ever again.
0: But how does she not think she'd be fired? Right. That's why I'm like, what she really is. I did not think you weren't going to get caught, (laughs) period. You saw
1: someone filming and you know that's going to go viral. No, she's not. She thought she was going to be a white woman who was able to get away with some bullshit, and she wasn't. And so now, because she's getting flamed, and probably everybody who sees her is flaming her, and her life is crumbling and falling apart, she now wants to issue an apology.
0: Insta. You know I how heard. people do I hope they she drowns her a In her own White woman tears CVS Cynthia or some <laughs> shit, Whatever they be doing <laughs> The bitch has already Been fired So
3: CVS <laughs> Cynthia um, You know yeah. it's, it Loves the hashtag I mean we do I it That's what we Patty. do it. She's that a, is the Apple It is fun, lady.
1: But man Come up with cute names I love how all black bitches. people Are like Lil Nas X To the bullshit The trolling They're like Oh no we not gonna fight you We just gonna troll The hell out of you And that's ruin right. your life
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's right Maybe God
1: bless the internet your Facebook your <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> and Instagram I'm gonna find your grandma Your children And that is the trash Lord, this week That's all we that's got amazing. We gotta We God. have a beautiful shout out To <laughs> get to <laughs> <laughs> My sister's popping right now Like we have a shout out, an email shout out actually this week. All right. So we're going to read. It says, greetings, Jade and Kia. I just want to first thank you for creating a safe space through your podcast for folks just trying to get through this thing called adulting. I'm an avid listener. And from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you all to the depths of me. Oh, that's a little verbiage. Bless you. I wish I was that thoughtful. So nice. Your podcast has gotten me through many writing sessions. And I'd like to give a shout out to my home girl, Dr. Kaleesha, Kalisha." Via Fana, okay. who graduated summer 2019 from Florida State University, is the first black woman to graduate with a Ph.D. in nuclear physics. Hey. She also is the 96th Damn. black woman in the country to obtain this degree. Wow. I am over the moon proud of my girl. She's such an inspiration and has been such a support even in my doctoral pursuits. She's been featured in numerous publications about her accomplishment and recently a podcast uh, called um, I will put the link in the description box. Okay. She secured a position as a process engineer for Intel Corporation. Yes. I know for a fact that my Kay had a bright future and I can't wait to see the impact she makes for girls of color in STEM. I love it. Love you, Kay. And that's from Corbin. So I know it's not graduation season, but I thought that warranted a, a good you shout out this nuclear week. nuclear physics? Yes, Man. baby. Nu- PhD in Jeez. nuclear and physics. And only the ninety-six. Ninety-six Fuck black woman in the country. <laughs> wow. To obtain this degree. What the hell even is nuclear? Child, I was just about with, to say I, I that's use That's why I'm Alana, so alive. I use <laughs> Kia, what is it? I don't know.
3: I was just about to say <laughs> I use the calculator <laughs> app in my phone way more than I'd like to admit.
1: <laughs> okay. A Texas instrument. Me
2: too. Just be or over I just here. Google math questions. My mom, mom is all What much. is twenty percent of four hundred and thirty nine?
3: <laughs> My mom Google is tell always you. laughing at me I seen
2: <laughs> Cause she She's was like, 13 You times got nine. four
3: degrees And you still count on your fingers I'd be like You damn right yes. Wait I sure do <laughs> 4, 8, 12, 16, 20, 24, 28, 32, 36 I sure so mm-hmm. do And then you stop and be like i will be over here like, like Wait, 40 five, okay. <laughs> Carry the one Exactly I'd be like T-. And I still say take away Like an idiot I'd be like <laughs> Take away three Okay <laughs>
2: Listen, we all have our strengths. (laughs) It just so happens that mine is not math or whatever the hell nuclear physics is. (laughs) Wow! Shout out to that. Shout out -out -out to to you, girl.
1: And then we'll also make um, Louis York our shout out to my bro this week for Uh-oh. their debut album yeah. that we talked about. So make sure you guys it's on pre-order now and uh, you can purchase it on October 18th and the link oh, will man. also be in the description box. Uh-oh. My pre-order is already purchased.
0: <laughs> Amen.
1: Yeah. Hello Glory. and good morning. I love Louis. York. I don't want to so be good. late. to. The, I don't want to be late to the function. No, don't because it opens powerfully. Absolutely. Do you hear me? Powerfully. Man. All my ancestors were sitting right on my lap when it happened. I, I was like, hello friends.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was so hello, friends. I was so sad I couldn't make the listening party. I was watching the stories, listening all extra, like maybe I can catch it. Mm, let me listen. <laughs>
0: maybe I can catch a couple of words. <laughs> XD had me crying.
1: Oh my God. Did you see him when he was rocking?
0: Oh my
3: God. He was literally
1: <laughs> in a Negro spiritual point, rock. You, know, you know when you do that, you saw the, Neo, Neo the, Negro, the Negro spiritual arms. Rock. He was like, mm, mm,
0: at one point mm. I look over and he's just rocking slowly <laughs> with his eyes mm. closed and then he looks up at me and
1: goes, Harriet is here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes, way different. He goes, She never left. She never left. <laughs> It's like XD. Oh. Go
0: <laughs> and the <laughs> monitor <laughs> started flickering. He looked at me
1: like, mm-hmm. See, and <laughs> dead ass. De- no, dead no, ass. The lights started, light started flickering. The lights started flickering when he said that. Yes, and you it, know, was, no, it was kind of wild. He told me. I was like, <laughs>
2: Wow, no,
1: but you already know this no, stuff. No. You know, you know, they be <laughs> here, <laughs> and you know, places like be haunted. Of all
2: the places, Harry. don't make
1: me tell them the haunted You know, you Atlanta. No, Harry
2: Tubman was there while she was fucking with the lights. All right. This weekend, she was. She was in Manhattan. Oh, she took like, the train.
1: <laughs> she was in Brussels. She got a lot close. Road. <laughs> okay. Hello. <laughs> are me? We have a kitchen table. Okay. okay. <laughs> Woo! XD is a fucking fool. He's, He's a so fucking funny <laughs> Oh, wait, his, his
2: perfume. His cologne. Oh, yes. Okay, one more shout out to my bro. We
0: have to shout We them. have we to, have talk to about shout
1: this out. This fancy yes. shit. So Deluxe, which smells good really on everybody. Everybody's
3: it? been calling me like, wait, is this, wait, what? This XD yes. got a
1: what? I'm like, girl, he you yes. get what you need,
3: okay? <laughs>
1: yes. Don't miss the bus. <laughs> waft.com. I will put the link in the description box. It smells It's tobacco-y, so nice. citrusy and like musky. Oh it's wood-sy. just nightwoodsy. You guys been working nice. on this for
2: so long. Mm-hmm. You can tell I'm just so glad it's like it's ready. So it smells right
1: so good. And I it smells some. different on everyone. It smells different yeah. on everybody's, but it blends with everybody. But it's so nice. One time uh, Santana tried on a perfume and then I tried it on. it smelled like roach spray on me. It smelled <laughs> oh, amazing my on her. God. His cologne, I just fully expected it's universal. it. universal. Literally, I sniffed like five niggas. It smelled different and wonderful <laughs> on everybody. Yeah. So shout out to him. We're going to make sure we put the link in the description box so you can purchase that as it's well. Low.
2: Yeah. Okay,
1: okay we're officially too. done with our shout okay. outs.
2: To try it. <laughs>
1: Don't let the temperature be the only thing falling this season. Take the plunge and lose weight right at home with OpenFit. OpenFit takes all the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day. No more worrying about others watching you work out or feeling the pressure to keep up with peers at the gym. OpenFit brings classes for all fitness levels right to you. Lose up to 15 pounds in just the first 30 days. So I love open fit. And the reason is when my kid and my esposo go to work and school in the morning. Guess who has the entire house to herself? Before I get my day started, I turn on my OpenFit and I have a plethora of choices to help me get into my into my motherly fitness. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be feeling like a good stay at home goddess. It's absolutely wonderful. OpenFit has changed the way I work out. And if you text our code GROWN to 303030, you can join us on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-Day free trial membership to OpenFit when you text GROWN to 303030. You'll get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts and nutrition information totally free. Hello, where does that happen? Again, just text GROWN to 303030. Standard message and data rates may apply. A
3: smell can bring on a flood of memories, influence your mood, and of course, enhance your natural style. But looking for that signature scent can cost you time and money. Thankfully, Scentbird lets you mix up your fragrance routine without breaking your pockets. So I love Scentbird because it allows me to smell absolutely edible for the low, low price of just a few dollars a month. Um, And they send me all of my favorite perfumes, Burberry, Terry Mugler, Gucci, Tom Ford, Versace, everything, the anything that I could ever want, right there on the website. You just pick it; they send it to you, come in these adorable little travel vials. They're amazing for on the go. Um, you can throw it in your purse or in your um, carry on. Literally, everything you need right there. Scentbird is a subscription service, like I said, that sends you a thirty-day supply of your luxury fragrance each month. Choose from more than 600 designer fragrance brands, including Tom Ford, Gucci, and Versace. And you can even sort by brand style, occasion, season, and more to find your brand new fragrance. They also have other products that you can choose from. Things like skincare, wellness, and makeup. And with an exclusive offer just for our listeners, you can get 30% off your first month today. That's only $10 for your first fragrance. Go to Scentbird.com grown And use our code GROWN for 30% off your first month. Again, that's Scentbird, S-C-E-N-T-B-I-R-D.com slash GROWN for you to try your first perfume or cologne for just $10. Sign on and smell amazing. All right, y'all. Let's gather around the kitchen table um, to have a a conversation I've been wanting to have for um, quite some time because it's something that I'm kind of navigating on my own and I talk to my sister friends about it. Um, And I thought it would be useful to open up this conversation because I feel like there are others of us who are um, also dealing with this. So we talk about how on the show, how uh, navigating changing dynamics in your parent relationships is a very is very much a big a big part of being an adult. Um, And we talked about moms on the show quite a bit, um, but we've never really talked about. Dads. And um, I've had, you know, my relationship with my dad is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I end. should not have laughed at it. I'm so sorry, but that was, it just <laughs> came naturally. Some that's shit how, is that's funny. how Black people
1: get through their pain, though. <laughs> I just have oh, to, yeah. you know, okay.
3: Some shit is fun. You know, I just, we're doing the best we can. So my relationship with my father is what it is. It's, it's, it's definitely um, evolved. Um, which is, you know, kind of sad, but still, I mean, we're, I I should probably stop talking. (laughs) So, uh, I want, I wanted to kind of just have this conversation about like, you know, how relationships with our fathers have shaped our lives as adults. I know for me, I'm trying to work through different trauma, um, and heal, um, and I know this, like I said, this is something I've talked to, um, you know, my friends about and thought it would just be cool if we just opened a conversation, um, you know, uh, for the interwebs and interwebs, because um, I know there are many people who are dealing with that as well. So I wanted to have this conversation. I wanted to invite my sisters because we all talk about this kind of stuff all the time. Um, and I just want to open it by by asking, um, you know, <clears throat> First, well, first let me just thank you guys for for having the conversation with us. But I did want to open the conversation by asking, like, now that we are 30 something, um Thank you. Yes, you know.
2: I'm mindful. That's correct. That's correct. Yes. I, mindful. I am Beyoncé. <laughs> I feel that exact same way. Like, yes, thank you. Yes. Yes. I am in my mid thirties. Right. What a blessing right. to have right. made at yes, this point Amen. in my life. Um,
3: Ooh. Now that we're that and we're here, that. what are some of the and I mean what are some of the ways that our relationships with our dad have shaped our lives? Good, bad, indifferent. I don't know, just kinda like throwing that out there. I don't know who wants to go first, but
2: Well maybe we should start with the bitch who has a daddy.
1: Well <laughs> <You laughs> no, I was <laughs> You know, I was just gonna stay quiet for most of this. I was like one of these no, things. No, I mean, because no, I think it's important, it's important to have that balance. Like Absolutely. you're you're in the minority. Man. I am. But I am, and I was in the minority of my friends growing up. Every black man is not a trash fire. That's cool. No.
0: Awesome. Ours
3: are, but yours is It's an amazing. It's an <laughs> my amazing. My dad is
1: amazing. Right. Yeah, like we should celebrate amazing.
3: that.
2: So Center that. yeah, and tell tell us what that's like. Let us daydream, please. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, Lord. Gather around, girls. I'm going to tell you the tales of having a daddy. Ooh, I'm getting snuggled in. You just see their fucking faces. We really perked up. Um, yeah, I, I actually, I am in the minority. And, I, and I'm actually, it makes me very grateful because I recognize that most of my peers didn't have their fathers growing up and um or didn't have good fathers or their fathers were in and out or what have you but my dad wasn't amazing he was amazing like he really was um he still is my dad's a wonderful father I was a huge daddy's girl growing up so I wanted to go everywhere with him basketball to the gym I went with him on his jobs because he has his own uh flooring company so I go with him on all his jobs like that's how I learned how to install install wood flooring I can literally can literally lay somebody's so floor if I wanted lesbian. to.
2: <laughs> that's why you. Oh
1: my god. She was doing
2: flooring. Ty so feel free.
1: <laughs> <It> me- yes. <laughs> Continue, bitch. But um, and he, my dad influenced my musical taste, like, and then he also set an example for me of. What to deal with and what not to deal with in a relationship. And he's got flaws. Like, let's be very clear. He had a temper on him. You know, there were many times, <laughs> there were many times my mother would be like, oh, Put your shoes on. We got to go take your daddy a sweatshirt. He got locked up. <laughs>
2: Whoa. But it would just fun. be for like it was, <laughs> fun.
1: It festive, would just be for like edgy. you know, it was his temper and like little things like that. Mm-hmm. So he he's like, Well I'm not paying, I'm gonna sit the three days. <laughs> so. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like
2: He was you he was a colorful character. So much like him.
0: I've
1: I've myself I'm like
0: wow, where have I experienced this <laughs>
1: I'm uh, trying to remember. This is some jade-ass shit. Well, they call my dad Conan, and they call me baby Conan. Of course so. they do. Of
2: course they I do. I see it.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> if Tristan was ever like, uh, you got some cash in a
2: sweatshirt, <laughs> I would be like, I already know what's up. We Let's wouldn't go. even flinch though, I would already okay. know what's
1: up. I'm bad, don't bring me no sweatshirt. Y'all better bail me out. <laughs> <laughs> I probably, and I also said I would never- go to jail again. Anyway, again. Uh, so again. It's a terrible she place. It. Um, but yes, I'm very grateful for the relationship I had with my father. He really, he really set a wonderful example for me in so many ways. He was a hard worker. Um, he grew his business significantly. Like I watched him start installing carpet in people's like apartments and then He elevated to like doing whole mansions and corporate, corporate spaces and getting like crazy contracts with corporate spaces, doing all their flooring, tons of like celebrities and athletes. And so he really, he really did his thing and now and created a successful business and still runs his business from another city wow, you know my daddy would a job. so yeah he got a job bitch he got a company Levels, like he's man. he's Levels. got sense <laughs> you know what Dude. I'm saying so he's a tourist like my friend hey
2: hey hey oh okay
1: he but can he was sing. a really Hopefully he can sing his ass, ass off <laughs> my dad can sing come on like, dad like he can sing sing, sing sing he can sing Ooh, sing that's
2: where the apple diverted yeah <laughs> <laughs> bitch I told him I'm his
1: twin what are you talking about you I know, are a hater Jade and I both know that we cannot sing and it is fine it's fine I'm still gonna keep singing. Right. Like, even when people write in on that's, the comments and they'll be like, God damn, I gotta no, fast Chris forward the beginning of the show. Than well, fast forward, Chris bitch. Will, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> you you this Hit them two triangles because no. no, the bitches oh, go keep no, crooning. You can <laughs> stay on key. <laughs> well, Only I'll, if everybody well, around me is on key. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll put in a GoFundMe <laughs> and I, you niggas can get me some voice lessons in the bathroom. But you know why that is?
2: It's because I can play an instrument. And Same. playing the piano I learned to follow along the And then I was also In a church of Christ mm-hmm. For a while And they don't use Any musical instruments So oh, wow. Yeah So when you're singing oh, In you church You are No no Not church of God In Christ oh, you heathen You know oh. Jay <laughs> was Church on, of Christ She's sitting on the roof
3: So <laughs> yes. just 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 please <laughs> you to be Take it easy with her
2: No the So there's church a C-O-C And a not, Yes The church of Christ Does not use musical instruments In praise and worship Why? Um so their justification for everything is biblically based. And so they can cite some Bible verse that says we should not use instruments in the sanctuary or whatever. I personally do not believe that, but
1: that sounds crazy to me. It was
2: the church I went to. Me and my friends all went. Uh we had a good time going to church together. Sometimes I could get a good word out of it. So I continued to go. And I mean really as far as church is concerned, they're all gonna be bigoted or messed up or crazy in one way or another. As far as like me and my life go. Ooh. So but anyway. So I don't subscribe. When you <laughs> when you are singing a cappella with other people who mostly can sing mm-hmm. and you don't have the the music to fall back on. You learn real quick to blend in with everybody oh, same. else. Same time, <laughs> But every week Jade it's Jade just me. Same. 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 I'm a great alto. As long as everybody around me is That's also it. a great alto. That's it. Yes. That's it, but, but what I mean. cannot do is lead nothing. Jade.
1: Well, Jade. Jade. I just, just take out, the... F- Kia wants you to no. <laughs> not. I too can sing along with it's a group lane. of people. <laughs> <laughs> of people <laughs> I can. Kia said no. You all will literally never make me feel bad about my singing.
2: I'm not trying to make you we're not trying to make it you It cracks bad. me up. <laughs> you no, know, it's just you know, facts are just facts. But I love your horrible ass. Words. Thank you so much friend.
1: you're welcome, friend. Thank you. When you're you were
2: welcome. singing this week in front of Claude and Chuck, I didn't I was didn't like, give I was a like shit. so she's really gonna do it. Yeah, gonna I did. It mm, she I told them with no in shame. In front of people who can
1: see. Yeah. <laughs> with with absolutely like <laughs> negative shame and guess what the face. niggas did sang along <laughs> like oh, we, it was a blast <laughs> I wish this was a video podcast because people need to see Kia's face dealing with you they really
2: do
3: I'm
1: just I'm just waiting <laughs> I'm just gonna be quiet until am are <laughs> just over there tearing and maybe yeah, one tearing. day somebody will give us a TV show
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh, can yes. you imagine and then your daughter can call you famous and then you tell me how it feels no and all the Barbie houses <laughs>
1: <And> <laughs> the thousand dollar ones
2: thousand dollars <laughs> ones dollars $1, yeah, she getting
1: that thousand dollars. Back to the discussion. <laughs> that's right. That was okay. That was the tales of having a yes, daddy. Let's we were get not the, talking about how Jay can
3: We how Jade's relationship with her dad has shaped her life, her adult life.
1: In my confidence,
3: absolutely. <laughs> she's just out here singing loud and wrong. Thank you, with <laughs> no shame. Continue. I think Ah shame, and that's it, and that's she she and that's
1: and the it shall the be. You. That's right, Amen. <laughs> so, uh, how? Same question to to you all. How did your <laughs> really? Friend, do you
2: want to talk about yeah. that? Because sure. I feel like my experience is somewhere in between y'all's. Um, I'm like, where do I start? Yeah. <laughs> well, my dad just wasn't
0: there. He left when I was... Well, it was a tricky situation because we still lived in his parents' house.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So I was raised with his family, but he just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Woo! So it was strange. Like, he would call... And he would visit, but was still like not interested. Man. It was a very strange dynamic. Um, his um, name Raggedy, right? So he, I think I mentioned this on Friend Zone good. before. Yeah, where, <laughs> it was a double life situation where he was in the military. Um, made it seem like he had to be away at service all the time, but in reality, he had his white wife mm. and kids Woo. in Virginia, yeah, good. <laughs> number and number then one. had us in New York. Uh, my mom found out, you know, by accident. He called one day with the wife and Ooh. all of my, my grandparents and my whole family was in on it. So it was like, of course. yeah. So how it affected me, obviously, trust mm-hmm. issues on a trillion. Because mm-hmm. you think if your parent can do that to you, yeah. then who wouldn't? Right. Um, so I had a lot of safety issues with oh. uh, people and just on an emotional level, like not really knowing who to be vulnerable with. But instead what I did was I actually took on his personality in a lot of ways Mm. where I would do these, (laughs) it feels so weird saying it, but in my relationships I would like soften up just enough to gain the interest and then pull away. (laughs) So I was like recreating the dynamic that he had with me and kind of just doing that. But instead of being the victim... I was the perk yes. mm. <laughs> And my grandma and my mom Used to encourage it honestly They used to say I'd rather them crying than you So if that's the When you want to rock it then rock real. it Damn! So I left that's the real. trail of tears And it's interesting cause now With my brand you know <laughs> It's so based on mental health a lot of the partners I had for a while, they were kinda like, hmm, interesting that you would take this position <laughs> of caring about. All people. you ever did was break my heart. Exactly. Friend. Yeah. But I, it's been awesome because they've also extended a lot of grace um to understand that people have to come into who they are. <laughs> I
1: wonder if it's like one In or two of them who are like this bitch.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> There's definitely one who throws it in my face when he's Mm, mad at me. I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure. But I think that's probably the... Obviously, I'm still uncovering the ways Mm -hmm, that it's affected mm -hmm. me. I think it's like a lifelong process of seeing that. Um, But from what I have been able to witness up until now, it's definitely... Uh, manifested the most in how I view men and kind of just never wanting to get too close, mm. but also messing with them, you know, like being like, <laughs> I need to know that I can have you, you know, like it was just mm-hmm. twisted. It was twisted. I was trying to find love in very twisted ways. And then it took someone, uh, me like meeting my match, but it was awesome. Cause he was like, I know what the fuck you're doing. I know why you're doing it. Your dad, this, did this, that, and that, like he just Ooh. saw right through it. He was a lot older and that really kind of like snapped me out yeah. of my fog where it was like, whoa, like these are childhood imprints mm, that I'm yeah. like unconsciously partaking in. And he saw it right. before I did. Mm, yeah. And it was fascinating. And me and him ended up being together for like six years. And it was a lot of reprogramming that took place. Um, So that was awesome. (laughs) He changed (laughs) my life. Yeah, he changed my life by seeing through that. And so now it's just been a matter of, like, rebuilding from where I'm at. But, yeah, the trust thing, like, it's hard to be vulnerable with people because, like I said, if your parent can can be like, you're not of value. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then I battle that demon in every way with my work, with, you know, love, friendships, people. I'm, it's a it's a constant uh, retelling myself like you are a value mm-hmm. just because your dad didn't see it has nothing to do with you. That's his storyline, not yours.
1: Absolutely. What about you, Crystal and Wes? I mean, that's
2: easier said than done, but yes. Oh, absolutely. It's so mm-hmm. real. A lifelong process. Mm. <laughs> so I grew up with my father in the home. My parents were married and all that other bullshit, but he was, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, the stuff that niggas swear is what you need in order
1: to uh, have a
2: good life mm. or whatever Ooh, else. Man. You know, on paper, we definitely had it, but in real life, it was something else entirely. Mm. Like... He was um, extremely smart, double majored in physics and chemistry in undergrad, Mm -hmm. and then went to law school on top of that. Damn. (sighs) Very brilliant, mm -hmm. very brilliant person, but had his own issues because of his own father who, not until I was grown, did I find out that his dad left them when they were kids, and went and took care of another woman and her kids. That were
1: oh, not his kids. Man. Yeah. Mm.
2: Not, they weren't even his kids. Right. That he weren't just weren't went and kids, took right. care that's of her a, and her wow, kids. right, And left them. So I know that, you know, He's I understand where from. his issues are coming from. Mm-hmm. But he was, even though my parents were married, he was very emotionally distant. I learned... Before I can even remember memories that my mother was the safe person to go to, Mm -hmm. that he was just if something was wrong in any way, Mm -hmm. you did not want to tell daddy, like, go to mama, because even if she's not happy about, you know, me getting an 89 on a test or whatever, it won't be like as somebody flying through the roof, that sort of thing. And then um as I got older, he developed a tendency to just leave. Mm-hmm. Like, he would... This was before cell phones, mm-hmm. obviously. And I just shudder to think of the amount of shit niggas got away with. Ooh, man. Before <laughs> the late 90s. Oh, <laughs> I shudder to
1: think. you know all the niggas got two and three families? What you talking yeah, about? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But, so he would like...
2: Randomly disappear on a Friday, come back Sunday night. And was like, oh, I ran into my homeboy at the bank, and we decided to go to St. Louis and gamble for the weekend, or whatever. Oh and God. it's like you couldn't pick up the phone and call somebody. You couldn't run that by nobody. You just <laughs> left. But the straw that so so I'll say this from an early age. I knew that I wanted to be the exact opposite of my father. And yet I ended up taking on so many of his characteristics <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> in an effort to protect myself from people like him. Mm-hmm. And what is such like a mind fuck about growing up is realizing that he taught me. To defend myself against people who are exactly like him. Mm -hmm. That's why Beyonce's song, The Daddy Lessons, Mm -hmm. it hits every time. Mm -hmm. Like, daddy taught me to stay away from niggas like you. He literally did. Mm -hmm. And he literally taught me how to argue, how to find the flaws in people's arguments, how to make sure that I'm right, how to research, how to, like, so many skills that have served me in uncovering nigga shit. But then, when I finally realized his shit mm-hmm. and was brave enough to call him on it, he could not handle it, mm-hmm. which, you know, is typical nigga. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> so, yeah, summer before my senior year in high school, I came home. I had like a job and a car and stuff. By then, I was like 16 years old. So I came home one night that summer from hanging out with my friends or whatever. And he was packing a suitcase and I asked him where he was going. And he said, oh, you know, to Louisiana to see your grandmama, because that's where we're originally from. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, OK, because like it's very common mm-hmm. for us to just go to Louisiana mm-hmm. for a weekend or whatever. And so he left that same night. And the next morning, I remember my mama asking me, do you know where your daddy is? Mm. And I said, yeah, he's in Louisiana. And she was like, what? And that's when I realized that he packed to go to Louisiana and did not tell my mother that he was leaving. And so I was like, yeah, he was in here packing a bag, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And that man was gone for my entire senior year of high school. What? Yeah. Yeah. That was the big one. That was the big one. Yeah. That's when I was like, whoa, you know, at that age and it was a, it was a combination of the things he did that was like really traumatic and fucked up. And then like the random ways he would be really loving and supportive and how I had to deal with both of those and never knowing which father I was going to get in the morning Mm -hmm. that had me saying to my therapist, you know, I wish he was just not there. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Um, I really wish it was just your daddy ain't been around since she was two. And so there's no reason for you to ever have any expectations. There's no reason for you to ever you know, think that he's going to show up or do something nice or something fun. I wish I was, I told her, you know, I truly wish that I had that experience because. For me, it felt like it was so much worse to know that some days I might have the father who was really patient and understanding and wanted to help with homework and, you know, teach me how to ride a bike. And some days I would have somebody who made me feel like I had to walk around eggshells around the house to keep him happy and not like tip him off or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it was just very complicated growing up. And then all that coupled with very a very Christian home and my mama being still very devoted to the church and all that, and us having to go to church every Sunday, even though he didn't go. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time when I was probably like eight or nine, I asked my mama, I said, is daddy going to hell? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and she was like, what? And I was like, because he don't <laughs> never go to church. <laughs> and the Bible says not to forsake the assembly that's it so it's, it's listen <laughs> you can't take me to church every week and then not expect me to pick up on some shit oh boy I was like so you know one plus one is telling we me to we <laughs> like, no, you taught me name. all this it is
3: just like it
2: really and my mama was just like don't talk like that about your oh daddy that's still your daddy yes. blah. and I'm like but the question still remains girl like <laughs> he could be my daddy but he be smoking cigarettes and drinking <laughs> beers on Sunday he don't be at church like, oh my God! Make it make sense, mommy. That's so crazy. So, yeah, it was very much like this very and, and so I learned early on that not only was he subpar, but I wasn't allowed to be upset about it. Yeah, I couldn't go to anybody and say that mm-hmm. because it was that's still your daddy. You know, that's how my mama was. Anyway, my aunties were a lot real. <laughs> and the older I got, the more they would be like, look, your daddy ain't shit. But don't tell your mama I told you that, <laughs> you know, whatever he do that ain't on you, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just really struggled with it throughout my college years and really all of my 20s and my early 30s. I really struggled with his impact on my life without even realizing that that's what I was struggling Mm -hmm. with. And it wasn't until after my relationship a few years ago that ended in domestic violence that was just so fucked up for me. It really rocked me to my core because I always said I had know what it's like to witness somebody going through domestic violence. Mm -hmm. And I will not endure that. Mm -hmm. I've always made that promise to myself. Mm -hmm. And even when we started dating, I told that nigga, if you ever put your hands on me, I will leave you. And that's exactly like I did leave that nigga. Like, but I don't think he was ready for me to actually do that. But it was like I could not break that promise to myself. But Mm -hmm. I also wanted to know why. I stayed in a situation where I felt like I wanted to break up with him for weeks beforehand. Mm -hmm. And it was like, why did I stay? Why did I feel like You know, all I have to do is get through this really rough part and then things will be better. All I have to do is help him get back to therapy, help him, you know, get on meds, support him, blah, blah, blah. And then things will be okay. And so, of course, in therapy over the past few years, I've learned that that's because I learned that behavior at home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my mother was always that person creating it. Right. And she didn't divorce him until I was in like my mid 20s. So at that point the impact of him on my life had been done. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So when mm-hmm. I became more aware of the fact that I had all these core wounds and the biggest ones were coming from my parents, my mother less so, but you know, when you feel like you can't be honest with either one of your parents about your feelings, that will do a fucking number on Absolutely. you. So, um, I finally confronted both of them about how I was feeling and, He got very upset and decided he was no longer going to be a part of my life. And my mother had the exact opposite reaction where she was just like very apologetic and very much wanting us to work on our shit and all that. So I think um, the ways that he has impacted my life, I probably can't even sit here and count for you. It has been Mm -hmm. so complicated because some of the best memories of my childhood have him in it, have him in them. But also all of the worst memories of my childhood have him in them. So it's just it's really it's a fucked up line. It's a fucked up position to be in. But being able to advocate for my younger self is the best thing I've ever done for me because I'm finally at peace about it. I'm not feeling like there were days, weeks, months, years where I would just sit around feeling frustrated Mm. every day of my life and not knowing why. Mm. Not knowing why it was not. Experiencing internal peace. Mm. So now that I have that, there is nothing that can get me to give it up. But yeah, Amen. it was, it was a really, uh, you know, looking back on it in hindsight, I'm like, God damn, that was a fucked up childhood, you mm. know, in a lot of ways. But then in a lot of ways, I felt very blessed and fortunate and I was told that I should feel that way. Mm-hmm. We did have, you know, a house. Granted, it was in Oklahoma, so it's not like it cost a lot of money to live there, but <laughs> we, we never were without water or electricity or food we had family and clothes and all that so but a lot of things were lacking on the emotional side a lot and i'm just really glad that i got the chance to to come to terms with all that in adulthood absolutely even though it ended in a horrible way mm-hmm. and i knew it would mm-hmm. it needed to it needed to end because i'm not going to do this back and forth you know kind of pretending like we have a good relationship you know, for mama's sake, because she would always be like, oh, be nice. Whenever it would be like, oh, your daddy coming by. It would be like, oh, be nice, please, for me. And it's like, I'm actually not doing it for you. I'm actually not going to do this no more for you. Mm-hmm. It's time to do what I need right. and what I've always needed. So y'all just gonna have to sit with how fucking pissed I am. Mm-hmm. Right. And they needed to do that. That's
3: Absolutely. real. Yeah.
1: I think that's amazing. What about you, sis?
3: Um, I think, um, so... My parents divorced when uh, I was I was young. I was probably five or six years old. And um, my father was still around, like he was still in the same city. Um, and I, I wouldn't say I saw him every day, but there was some sort of regularity to when I would see him. Um, but also I think I want to preface this by saying that my dad struggled with addiction. Um, and I think that that very much... Uh, impacted his interactions with me and my brother. Um, Mm -hmm. So like, you know, he would be around. um, And when he was around, it was good. Um, But when he wasn't around, he was gone. And there was never any kind of warning or um, notice. It was like, you know, he's just not there and he's not responsive. So um, I remember when I was in seventh grade, we were getting ready for church on Sunday and my father called the house and said that he was going to South Carolina to go to his brother's funeral and that he would be back by the end of the week. Oh, Lord. And that was in 1995. I was in the seventh grade and, um, I did not, he, he left and then I did not hear from him or talk to him again until Two days before I graduated high school. Wow. (laughs) Um, During that time, there was there was some times when I would try to call like and like, you know, the number that I had for him. And this was before cell phones. so I was literally calling a landline. Um, Right. And then, you know, after a while, there was never any response and there was never any like answering machine or anything. And I just stopped calling. Um, so during that time of his absence with kind of like no explanation, um, I think it was interesting to hear a friend talk about how, um, you know, even like your dad's absence kind of taught you how to deal with, um, like kind of shaped the way that you engaged with men and kind of, you know, I mean, even with the trust issues, you felt like he taught you how to um
0: Treat Being emotionally unavailable Yeah
3: But as, <laughs> as a means of Of defense And protection right. I think what I, I envy that Because I think My experience Was the opposite In that I internalized His mm. absence And I mean It wasn't any fault Of my mom's Or my family That was around So even similar to To your situation Friend Like We all were in the same Neighborhood Same community My mom's family and my dad's family like my dad's sisters and brothers were members at my church Um, so my grandfather like my mom's dad was their pastor oh yeah and and i would see them on a weekly basis every sunday and they knew that you know i was we were not in communication with my father and one of his sisters um my aunt Isabel she maintained a relationship with us. Um, and I mean, all of them were cordial, but I mean, my aunt Isabel was the one who really tried to cultivate a connection with me and Brian, the rest of them, it was kind of just like, Hey, how you doing? But you know, we didn't Mm -hmm. really kick it with them. Um, but still, I can't imagine, but still there was no conversation. Nobody said we talked to your daddy. We know where your daddy is. He's doing okay. Um, but, you know, they wouldn't communicate with us. Um, but we later found out that they were communicating with him. Cause like when he did come back around, he mm-hmm. was up to date. He knew all the things that were going on in me and Brian's life. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's the that's wildest so it, yeah, it was that man. one-way situation. That's crazy. But it was, it was um, so it was uh I internalized it and I questioned very much what it was that was about me that would make him not want to be. With me, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and even even though you know my mom and everybody told me that it wasn't my fault, and I felt like I heard that, and I felt like the rational thinking part of me knew that it wasn't my fault because I hadn't done anything to him, but there was always this like questioning of self. I could have done yeah. things differently. I could have maybe if I was this way. I mean, and then I think that that those kinds of things are like literally etched into me now because even in my in my dating relationships or fr- friendships or even any kind of relationships with men, I have to that's the that's the negative self-talk that I have to be back. So it's like if I'm talking to a guy and I don't hear from him from a couple of days, I have to tell myself, you know, I have to talk myself out of um, self-depreciating as a rationale for that absence. So it's like, mm. oh, he's tired of me. Well, you know, well, it's, it's niggas leave. You know what I'm saying? It's only, you know, I'm I'm all, you know, it's all ha ha's and kikis, it's all fun for a few weeks until the light comes on and niggas realize that they don't really want to bang <laughs> yeah. with me. Um, so yeah. that's the kind oh that's the kind of <laughs> that, negative self-talk so that I bad. have to be back. Um, but you know, my my dad's addiction, um, I feel like was the cause of his absence. And in my quest to kind of think like gain perspective about that. Now, um, I've really tried to really, really trying to, cause I mean, some days I'm good at it and other days I'm not, I'm trying to maintain a, a, a place of gratitude and like trusting, um, you know, God's sovereignty, because I've, I recognize that if my dad, Like even even in his raggedy, I felt like maybe he felt like his absence was the best for me. Um, Maybe his absence was protecting me from the worst parts of him. Maybe Mm. maybe his absence was keeping me and Brian from being exposed to things that would have changed us fundamentally. Um, And I tried to maintain that perspective and trusting that things worked out the way that they were supposed to um and yeah. and um because because like you said sis things weren't perfect but we had what we needed um mm-hmm. and yep. and you know the trauma and the and the the hurt from like rejection um is something that i'm very much dealing with um right now but i have i realized that had had my father been around when he was at his worst you know there's no telling what kinds of things other things damaging things traumatizing things that me and Brian would have been a part of or privy to so yeah so trying to have that have that space now um have have that space for myself now is is what I'm very much working to to kind of maintain and and be in but i think in my in my current adult life um I'm really working on um well I don't know maybe I should say like this before I say that so so Crystal when you said you wished, you wish that um you didn't have you know like your dad was absent so you wouldn't have the expectation Mm -hmm. that really hit me in my gut because my dad was Mostly absent, and the expectation never went away. Um, damn, damn. and it's something that I prayed to go away. It's something that, like, in my mind, it was like logically, I know that you know the situation is what it is, and I know that these are things that are beyond my control, but it was always like, you know, me just being a daddy's girl for the time that my dad was around, it was like. That nigga could tell me the sky was purple and I would fight you. Like you didn't. <laughs> My daddy said it's purple. Yeah. You niggas don't know what you talk about. Like it was like, <laughs> I don't care. Um yeah. and it was just that that level of connection that we had, even in the very brief, the brief times that we did have have time together, that connection was so strong that even through all the whack and terrible. It was always just like, well, maybe, like, maybe. And I think in my adult life, I'm trying to manage the maybe because. ooh, girl. Because it's like. Even now, like, OK, so. Daddy was gone till two days before I graduated high school. That was in 2000. Uh, he came to the graduation. Oh
2: my God, literally me. Took all the pictures. (laughs) Gone my whole senior year and then showed up for graduation. And stood there and took the pictures. He came for graduation and took pictures like he did something. Like he had contributed to. Yes. Are y'all kidding? Listen, I told y'all me and Kia are the same person. He came and stood
3: proudly showing all his teeth in every (laughs) photograph as if he had anything to do with it.
0: I was like, nigga, you literally just got here.
3: Like you just got here. So it's
1: cool. Exactly. And I don't mean after I don't know what's
0: worse. Yeah. Him just not being in your life ever or him being in and out. Like like what's fucking worse? And you
2: know what's crazy, (laughs) sis? Like, I love that you said that, that you never actually let go of the expectation, even though he wasn't there consistently. Because when I was working through this in therapy, I said out loud to my therapist, you know, I wish he was just gone so that I would have never wanted or expected any or hoped for any better. Same. And then in that same session, I was like, but I also understand that if he was just gone, I would have a whole nother set of issues Absolutely. around it. And so the thing is, like when you choose not to be an active, involved parent, you are making a profound effect on your children's lives, oh, well, period. Mother or father mm-hmm. or they for or whatever the hell y'all are doing these days. If you choose to not be a part of your child's life, you will fundamentally affect them. Absolutely. Period. That's it. If Yeah, yeah.
0: And I think and I, get and it, I, have, I have the double wound because both of my parents were emotionally unavailable. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. So I think I'm yeah. interesting that Kia and I... Uh, projected it differently yeah. Where for you it was like You were looking for it and people mm-hmm. went for me I was running from yeah. it Because it was uh, yeah. Like I just didn't even want to give people an opportunity To let me down or reject yeah. me It was like I'm not even going to let you have that
2: mm. I felt and, honestly, it, and I honestly think I so much of that phase. has to do with the church oh, Yeah right. I think mm-hmm. a lot of that has to do with the church Because mm-hmm. you didn't grow up in like church culture and all, all that But the the church and especially as it pertains to women is very heavy on shame Mm. and like internalizing what you did wrong and Mm. how you should be pleasing you know you normally god or jesus but since those figures are always referred to with male pronouns Mm. and called the father Mm -hmm. it's very easy to feel like if you are in church three times a week like me and kia was Mm -hmm. it's very easy to feel like if your father's not around, or if your father's not pleased with you, it's because of something you did. I think the, the it's uh, very easy to feel that important
3: way. distinction, though. I Ooh. think that, like, you know, a lot of times we conflate like religion and those rules and rituals with like actual like relationship. And I think that that's the dangerous. Oh, yeah. A girl. dangerous place to be because
2: it is because it's so
3: common. We like you said in church. The rhetoric of 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 um you have to kind of keep these um rules and you have to kind of yeah. be in that that rhetoric pushes you to think about relationships in very transactional ways. Right. It does. And I think what I've learned in my adult life, especially especially as in growing growing relationship with God as an adult, is I've asked And and really got a lot of, of more insight into um, understanding relationship um, and, and like as an unconditional kind of thing. And and instead of it being like, I have to do and be and embody and, and carry, you know, I have to be this person in order to earn. Um, And, and and that's actually antithetical to what, what I, I, I believe God is like, you know, like grace and all yes. of that. It it cancels out the earning because none of us is deserving of it. But like I have, that's one of the things that I'm working on now. It's like, mm. yo, um, I've my, what my therapist showed me and I very early in our, our, uh, sessions, she was like, you think about everything in terms of like transactions. It's like, you think of everything, like you have to earn everything. Like, yep. y- you think about, like, you know, and you talk about what you don't deserve. Like, your friends are nice to you because they're your friends, not because you do certain things mm-hmm. for them. Or your parents mm-hmm. treat you this way because right. they love you, not because you have to be this person. So I I think that that has really been something that I had. So that just was a part of who I am. I felt like in order for me to keep... My father's attention I had to have certain things yeah, And I didn't have them And that's why he left And that That Definitely bled into my relationships Yeah And where I I was dealing with With dudes And feeling like I needed to learn What they liked So that I yeah. can maintain their attention But not from a healthy place But from like a place of like I don't want this nigga To just up and leave <laughs>
2: Right. right. That's so real. real. And I can't tell you how many times I heard in church, you know, none of us, Lord, we just thank you so much for your grace and your mercy because we do not deserve. We are trash humans. Mm -hmm. And then in the same breath, Mm -hmm. you need to be doing X, Y, Z and A, B and C in order to earn the Lord's grace and the Lord's mercy. And Mm -hmm. you need to work for forgiveness. And there was never a message of you are okay just as you are. Existing just as you are. Yeah.
3: And and, and you never got that. It was always, this is what you
2: need to do. Yeah. And you
3: learn, I learned through relationship. And I mean, my relationships with people have mirrored my relationship with God, in that, like, you know, the earning. It's off the table It's like I love y'all as my friends And because I love who you are As my friends And I, I appreciate And value our connection I'm going to cultivate that with you And by default That means I treat you The way that you want to be treated um, and, I, and I do the things That you would ask Or request of me In relationship And I think that That's the way that I think about Things with God So like Even in dealing with my dad Um I've really that's really been something that has that I've been using as a tool um, at the suggestion of my therapist. Um, it's like you know, just kind of recasting what this role of parent means for me. I like that, and and making sure that um, I am parenting myself. Um, yeah, for real. In the absence of my of my of my father, um, yeah, in, in the best way that I can, um, and like I said, some days that's better than others. But that's just that's just yep. what it is. Um, but yeah, I think I, I'm glad that we're having this conversation. I think it's absolutely necessary, and I know that we're not going to get get through or feel like we have <laughs> fixed or solved or addressed. <laughs> any of any of our uh, any of our any of our issues or challenges or or things but i did want us to talk about and we've kind of all touched on it but like what are things that we're doing now um differently what are ways that we're moving differently how do we think about ourselves as adults or potential parents or jade as a parent like how do we what are what are the things that um the experiences that we have, um, what how have they shaped shaped us um, in terms of what we want to do, the ways that we what we're shooting for. So we talked about how it's impacted our life thus far. But who do we want to grow to be um, given some of the things that we've experienced through our relationships with our
2: dads? Well, I mean, thanks to therapy, I feel like I will be not the exact opposite parent because my parents, even my father and all his shittiness, truly did the best they could. That's the all best we he can could ask. do. Was that's all we can ask? I mean, and the best he could do was garbage. Absolutely, but. but- He did his best. That was his. It was true. but he did Uh it. Right. And so I just am, first of all, so glad that I went to therapy before becoming a parent because I do not want to pass on a lot of the shit that my my parents inadvertently gave to me.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, So I feel like it will just make me a much more open, much more patient, much more understanding and like willing to listen sort of person, you know, instead of trying to force your kids into whatever you think they should be, see who they are, find out who they are. These little niggas have their own personalities and traits and all that, that they were born with, you know? Mm -hmm. So I am just very excited to have the opportunity to see who this little nigga is (laughs) and, you know, adjust my parenting Mm -hmm. style for that kid or each kid. If, you know, I'm cursed with multiples You know, that <laughs> sort of cursed. thing Right, I mean, cause listen I know a girl who got pregnant with twins Her first time having sex Her first time having sex Her first time having sex She got pregnant wow. With twins Oh no, I was nigga. like, that's a cautionary no. tale if oh, I ever fucking heard Oh yes, oh, yes.
3: And of course she went to the church She went to the church, again. so everybody
2: at church Was like, see that's what happens
1: <laughs> When no, you have sex
2: outside of marriage, you get pregnant Pregnant with twins. Oh, this is the first no. time. The first time you fuck. But I mean, uh, yeah. My heart just broke mean, for that job. Bless I her. Heart. <laughs> Listen, Jay's husband is in there right now building Noah's Barbie dream house. Is, <laughs> is. So I feel like you did a way better job on picking a daddy for your baby. Well, you know, well, you, had, I, a um, but you had a good dad. a dad. as a, Right. You knew what to what to accept and what to not. And what it
1: feels like. Yeah. yeah and I'm really grateful for that. And my, I'm grateful for my dad as a human being. Like my dad came to me recently because I had young parents. So he came to me recently and apologized to me. And I was like, for what? and he was like for he was like i feel like there was more i could have taken seriously i was out playing basketball and doing oh, these man. things and i i feel like there was more i could have done to nurture you and i was like you were an amazing father oh, <laughs> like man. you were a young father and being a being somebody you know who, who is the age that they are now i was like i can recognize where you know your priorities may have been a little different but i never felt that as i never felt that growing up Like, I never felt like we weren't priority to him. And just that alone, just having that humility enough to be able to come and apologize to me, and I didn't even think he did anything wrong, continues to show me what an amazing person he is. And he continuously teaches me lessons as a human being. And then... Tristan, as you all just mentioned, he was in there. He's in there building, building the Barbie dream house right now. (laughs) But he didn't have the best example of a father either. And he had very similar examples to all of you um, where his his was, you know, there, but like not there. Yeah. And also those kind of experiences, especially with my friends that I see like Kia, your, your experience with your father is more along the lines of what I've seen, like within my family. My dad's brother's a crackhead. And I guess that's probably wrong to say, but I don't really know what else to call it. An and An addict. There we go. That's more PC, but it's crackhead. And oh had two kids, my cousins, and was not a good father to them, which then turned into like really complicated relationships with the families. We wanted to be a part of our cousins' lives. Their family did not want us to be a part of their lives, but that's a whole nother topic. But just seeing the the example that my, like how my father tried to nurture his own niece and nephew um. even to the point you know where he he did it to the point where he he couldn't like nobody would allow him to anymore he's just a wonderful example he just really really is and i'm really grateful for my experience i used to feel a little guilty
3: Why? i used to feel guilty because no my yeah <laughs> I, I used that. to feel guilty yeah, you and should then, it's
1: amazing Right. I don't. I'm just really happy for it. I'm really, really grateful for it. And then seeing Tristan having not the best example of a father, but turn that into being an amazing father. It just it shows me that there is hope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. For people with and then having you all as friends, you all are amazing human beings. And mm-hmm. I know that these examples have or these. Yeah, these examples and these experiences have really um Impacted you in different ways, but you guys have grown to be amazing human beings.
2: Oh, we try. <laughs>
1: Our best. What um, was their question again? I don't
2: this? know about amazing. <laughs> I'm just here.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, that's you weren't at the table when I said that.
2: Well, you weren't supposed to tell <laughs> nobody that I was supposed to come back in seamlessly. Oh, oh my gosh. And they never knew I was gone. You're the one you snitched on your own damn self. <laughs> I did.
1: God damn it, Crystal and I really, actually, do love each other. You know, we know we do. We no, do. we talk to each other like crazy,
2: but that's because our birthdays are only days apart. This is our mm-hmm. love
1: language, truly. Right.
2: <laughs> and so, this is just—you know—this is how Virgos communicate. We it get is. each other.
1: We do. Friend, <laughs> friend.
0: What? Um, um, I mean, I'll be honest. I've, for a long time, told myself I wasn't going to have any kids. Mm. I'm just now kind of coming around to it, <laughs> but I've, I feared not having the emotional capacity mm. because I wasn't raised with emotions. And I, I fear that that's going to come up with a child because they do say that your child triggers you beyond belief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And unearths. A lot of mm-hmm. things that maybe you thought all you would worked on. Shit. Yeah, oh. like all those imprints yeah. just start coming right at you. And there's a part of me that's like, man, coming from two emotionally unavailable parents, I really don't want to fuck a kid up. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that part. Um, and then I forgot what the other part was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Right, I'm like when over it, here in the fog, like, oh gosh. Literal um, fog. <laughs> yeah, literal fog. Jesus. Smoking up a storm. Jade her marijuana. <laughs> it's incense.
1: It's incense.
0: <laughs> um, but the second part of that too is that this is the first time in my life that I feel safe and happy. Hmm. And there's a part of me that's afraid to like now have to focus on someone else. Hmm. Because it's the first time that I am focused on me and healing and living a life where I walk into a a home and I'm not in fear of what's gonna happen to me that day. Like, it's my home, it's just me, you know, like uh, there's no lack in food, there's no lack in finances. Like I'm, like you mentioned, (laughs) reparenting. What a mood, right? Uh, It's honestly me. And it's like this feeling of like, wow, this is stability you know, like, and I am taking care of myself emotionally. So there's nothing that I'm not giving myself, like even with self-care and wellness, that's become so much a part of my brand because it was me literally reparenting. Like, when do you need to go to sleep? You need to go to sleep like this. What are you eating? You should probably eat this because, you know, it makes you feel better. Like, these are literally the ways that I talk to myself and then created a brand out of it. And I sort of feel like, because I'm reparenting, it's like, am I really able to parent someone else mm. when I'm reparenting? <laughs> like,
1: that's
2: You know I what mean, I mean? Yeah, because a lot of people are parenting without ever even considering that shit. Right, right. Well, yeah, but I. <laughs> right. So you could. That.
0: Yeah, I just it's it's a, almost a selfish thing too, where it's almost like I want a, I want to like be happy by myself for a second because I've never known well, yeah. happiness in life at all. well you know and I've you never should. known happiness in life and it's right. like this is nice yeah. this is peace this yeah. is like the first time yeah. my nervous system is not out of whack and that's a blessing and so it's like kids are gonna you
2: know trigger that mm. <laughs> they will yes, and as, I like think when that's you clean your of,
1: whole living room and, they and build, then the next and day, they go and build a fort
2: <laughs> she built, but first of all it's a great fort it's so cute <laughs>
1: It's great. However, I do. Jade
2: went off and did something in the house. And when she came back, she was like, Where are you at? And guess where I was at? In the foyer. In the foyer In the yes, fort. She was. It was so Hidden. quiet. I was like, where is Crystal? I was <laughs> in the fucking. fort was like, fort. First of all, it's fort. still fun.
4: It's just as
1: fun as it was it when I was a child. But as a kids. parent, when you go and purchase all this furniture to make yourself a lovely living room, because for once you have some new furniture and you're like, I'm about to make this bitch my sanctuary. No, you're not. You're about to make a it no nigga comes through and says, fuck all that.
2: <laughs> Crystal, same yes. question for you. Oh, yeah. I love questions, especially when I remember what they are. I thought she Kia answered reminded. I thought Crystal was Yeah, yes. See, yes. Kia oh, said she did? I answered oh, it. Never mind. Thank you Kias so turned. much. Kia's turn. Right. <laughs> Thank, you, Thank you, sis. You're right, oh, I is. I think. it is. Oh, hi, ass. <I think, laughs> It's pass the I think that um <laughs> I'ma try it. Friend uh, Domestically. friends.
3: I think what friend said resonates most with me. Um I when I think about um parenting or being a parent, um, while it is something that I felt like I've wanted to do before, now I am more afraid than I've ever been. <laughs> oh man. Um I feel like I, and I think this notion of readiness right and like you know I don't feel ready will I ever feel ready um that is something that I think about a lot I'm grateful for a perspective um I feel like therapy and and just kind of like growth and prayer and all that stuff is kind of giving me a level of perspective and awareness that I don't feel I've had before, but I'm really, um, I think it's dope when you guys say that you guys are, um, healthy and whole and at peace and happy. Um, and I feel like I'm on my way there, but I feel like I got a little ways to go. Um, I think losing Brian opened up a old hole. Set of things that I never oh, yeah. ever imagined that Definitely. I would have to mm-hmm. consider. Definitely, um, and I think one of the things I've been learning about, kind of trauma and how you kind of manage it or deal with it and go through it, is just kind of like accepting that that's where you are, um, and, and being okay with with being right there. Um, I know. I feel like I know the kind of I feel like I have a lot more awareness about the kind of parent that I would want to be versus me just feeling like I was qualified and ready to be a parent before. So I feel like when I was younger, it was like, oh, I'm going to be an amazing mom. Uh, until I sat down with my therapist. <laughs> and she, right. And she kind of like unfurled. She was like, you sure? Unfurled this scroll. I'm no, like, sure won't. Unfurled this scroll of like, let me just show you all of the things Not that the are scroll. wrong with you.
0: Yep. <laughs> here you are, sis. Please. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, She's
2: like, let's take it from let's here. like That is so real. Where do you want to start? Okay. <laughs> it's like, oh. Um, I learned that same thing from like, my therapist. Like,
0: And that's why I think, too. Uh, Healing I don't In my opinion I'll say this I don't think it's as linear As people think it is Where it's like I'm whole now Yeah I have my days Where I feel So great I see everything With such clarity And then I'll get on the train Mm -hmm. And a thought Will be triggered By I don't know what And suddenly You know The anger kicks back up Or the same You know Feelings of doubt Even in the littlest ways Like if I do a project and it's not received how I anticipated or if I feel like I could have done better. You know, those little things yeah. are what kind of brings yeah. me back into that spiral. So I think healing is really a day-to-day thing. That's why I call it mental hygiene. Yeah, mm-hmm. Because it's no is. different than your teeth. You can... Have great teeth, but it's still going to stick yeah. if you don't take <laughs> care yeah. of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can shower and have all your skin care, but if you decide not to shower tomorrow, yeah. guess what happens? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, for me, I view my healing the same way. If I don't mm-hmm. stay on it, if I don't build a relationship yeah. with the with the processes and routines that I know will keep mm-hmm. me in a different space, yeah. all of that will come right back. Good and I, I think it's important for people to not think that we're sitting here like, yeah, I'm at home. Like, wow, yeah. to be healed. Because <laughs> that's absolutely not the case. Like I still, I still have to see my mom in small doses because I know that that's what works for my mental health. Yeah, yeah. I still had to decide that my dad is just not in my life because that's what, work. Mm-hmm. you know, like, it's like, what are the processes right. that are going to help you yeah. get yeah.
3: through what you need to get through? Yeah. Learning how to see my parents as people has been like monumental. Yes. Mm, I think life changing. I think like recognizing and, and trying to think about what life must have been like or could have been like for them. Thinking about yeah. what my mom was doing when she was my age. Um, Absolutely. And literally just changer. like, <sighs> girl, like I'm just trying to get myself right. to work on time and thinking that she was responsible <laughs> for two whole human beings.
2: Ooh. Yeah, and it's that's just so like real huh? how old they were when they exactly. Had us. Yeah. Oh my god! It's just... On top of their mental health, at my challenges. age, my mama had two kids, um, and a massive
1: After, mama, and a full time job, and that's why Literally. that's why most of them got issues, <laughs>
2: right? <laughs> I mean, we're yeah. gonna keep it all. And my
0: funky. mom was an immigrant, didn't speak a lick of English, cleaning radio stations, mm. wow. being sexually harassed by white men all day because they knew that. She was the bottom of the totem pole and they can get away with it. Right. Um, having me navigating her mental health challenges, because like Kia said, her life was not was no crystal stare. Right. <laughs> and then also trying to take care of a kid. And so that's why even me understanding her emotional unavailability. Yeah. I'm like, I, I get it. it. Mm-hmm. I get it. I can't even be mad
2: at her. There's a level it. of
0: compassion that has to take it place. Has to.
2: Yeah. The compassion is real, but so is the I, that five year old, six year old, two year old, 10 year old, 14 year old girl deserved. Better. A better parent oh, than this Oh 1000% mm. I did and Agreeing to understanding both Yeah The
0: yeah. compassion And the yeah. fact I mean, that You have to understand better, better. They can not yeah. exist
3: I think they have they to They do They <laughs> have do They, they have, have to absolutely, absolutely That's do. where the healing yeah. is Yeah, That's the
0: intersection
3: Come on friend You <laughs> tea drinking <laughs> ass No but seriously I think that's really important Because without that Without that balance <laughs> Like I don't know how I could be hopeful And look forward And that's something that I feel like, even though I'm afraid, one of the things I feel like I'm making progress toward is really, really just um, believing again that Mm -hmm. it can happen for me. Because I think the trauma beat me down to where it was like, you know... It's not gonna happen. (laughs) I'm just readying myself to just be in here with Maurice Greenleaf
2: my houseplant for the rest (laughs) of my days. And we should really be talking about Maurice like that's her boy. I mean you say
0: Maurice Greenleaf. You don't
2: know
3: that's his name. That's her son. You see my son, he's right there. That's her son. He's that's him, girl. There he is. Maurice Greenleaf, (laughs) he's so tall. And I posted a post for him (laughs) for National Sunday because that's my brother. (laughs) He just makes me so proud I can't deal with kids I love him yeah, so much funny as hell No, but for real I think <laughs> I think That's where I'm at now I'm believing And having that level of um, Just You have to have the That level of awareness Where, you know You can see Multiple parts of people Because I, I've learned That I've got to Develop these kind of Compassion muscles I've got to develop But still develop The accountability Because if I'm going to be In a relationship With a nigga Right He going to have <laughs> He going to have his stuff Just like I got my stuff Yeah, yeah. And we got to learn How to coexist Like we have to learn mm-hmm. How to coexist And be okay Like we have And, it, and it's going to take work it's gone. And it's scary It's it's very scary, but I'm just trying to be in a place where I can believe that it's going to happen again. And that's just where I am Mm -hmm. in my journey right now. Hopefully a little bit down the line, I'll be able to say that I'm a little bit um, further or maybe I should say in the cycle. Not the not the linear, um, but thinking about it, not the linear, thinking about it as a (laughs)
2: because it's not a linear linear. process. It is not. but
0: But you know what I will say is really nice from what you're saying from learning people's shadow sides as well as like the lighter sides by looking at our parents mm-hmm. and in our relationships, I found that I'm so much nicer to myself now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I definitely am. Because I'm more accepting yeah. of those parts that maybe I hid away because I knew that it wouldn't it wouldn't make people love me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, let me put this away and just be the mask that will. Create an environment that's better suited. And so those darker sides, as they're coming up now that I'm older and I'm like, come on, guys, you can come out. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm at a point where it's like people will have to love those sides, too. There's no hiding that anymore. And yeah, you're going to lose people. And for us, we're public figures. So it's extra heavy because it's like you have Y'all people in your comments, <laughs> bitch, <laughs> whatever. i, I be at home. Show. <laughs> i Shut be at <laughs> home.
2: I reject that late So I while, you're, October while you're
0: trying to figure your relationship out, there's people in comments saying they hate you yeah. and you're like, well, you're not alone.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. me, too, <laughs> me too, bitch. Me Welcome. So Join the club. Welcome. I'm
0: right with you. <laughs> We're having
2: lemonade can I get you a cookie (laughs) I've been watching great British baking shows so we got tea cakes in the back bitch bitch why was I thinking the the same
0: thing (laughs) Cakes
2: I've got townhouse cookies
0: I've got townhouse crackers I always want cheese. to hit them up and say you want to start A, a exactly. group on Facebook Because <laughs> we can both with be us. admins right. <laughs> Add me to the group chat bitch I don't
2: like that bitch neither <laughs> You know
0: like everyone is struggling with that So I find it funny when people say that um, But I do notice That I've been so much nicer mm-hmm. To myself and yeah. I enjoy that part Of me now where if I fuck Something up whether it's, you know, I did something wrong in a dynamic with a friendship or even with our creative projects, whatever it is. Before I would beat myself up and I would say it's like a broken record where I would say it all day to myself, all day, all day, all day, all day. And it's like obsessive. Mm-hmm. And now I notice that I laugh at myself more because I'm like, girl. It's yeah. fine. You're a fuck mm-hmm. up. That's fine. Everybody like, is human. Wrong with yep. it.
2: Everybody is Everybody human. deserves it. And t- a it's moment. so
0: nice. It's yeah. so freeing. Mm-hmm. Actually, when someone checks me about something like, oh, online, where they'll be like, I never expected you to say that. I find that so liberating. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, thank God. You see, you see <laughs> less of the mask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't expect
4: nothing And more from
0: of
2: Francesca right. the hood rat.
1: Keep trying to tell you <laughs> is a <gentle laughs> Yes. Right. Bert. All the memes, the gifts, that is a they vegan cover. I need y'all to understand. Want to hear She's the new thing. She's just a
2: hood rat that drinks aloe water and tea and shit. I know you do good. She got rice me. water I love shit. A like like and
3: shit. In the double ankly auntie gang. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, gang, gang, gang,
1: gang. Gang, gang, yay. Squaw, squaw, bumble, bum, Listen.
2: <laughs> we're in chocolate. I literally am an auntie. Listen. I got a whole-ass seven-year-old nephew. Oh. I got Noah FaceTime me when she wants Barbies and shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think. So to kind of piggyback off what Fran said, I think it's so important to to get to a place where you stop blaming yourself for being a human being, for having human interactions, for for things that weren't really your fault. Mm -hmm. And so all my life, I have been talking to myself the same way my father talked to me. That's so real, and and did not know that Mm -hmm. until it was perilously too late. Um, And so it's only been maybe in the past year, year and a half that I've stopped dragging myself from making mistakes because I thought if I just beat myself up every day, I'll never make that same mistake again. Mm. But as my therapist put it to me, if a six year old spills a glass of milk, you're not going to teach them to never spill milk again by reminding them every day when they woke up about how trash they are for spilling the glass of milk. You're going to. Tell them, oops, we made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Pick up the glass, rinse it off, get some paper towels, wipe up the fucking milk, get you a Lysol rag or whatever. And two minutes later, max, the problem is done. Right? right. You know, like that is not you don't learn through shame and humiliation and bullying yourself and being mean to yourself. You learn and grow through being gentle and kind with mm-hmm. yourself. But it's frustrating when you are somebody that other people are paying attention to because when other people are scrutinizing, or scrutinizing your life, it's very easy to take their opinions into consideration when you really don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's and that's true. something else that has been a struggle for me in therapy. Like I grew up trying to match my father's expectations and then, you know, had these very crazy twenties and early 30s where I was drunk or high ninety-eight percent of the time and you know (laughs) same and now (laughs) and now knowing that you know I used to abuse alcohol and I used to I wouldn't say I won't say abuse weed, but I used to get high every day and smoke all day every day to get away from those bad feelings. Same, yeah. And so finally getting to a place where I can just feel the bad feelings for the first time in my 37 years of being grown is very difficult. Mm -hmm. It's hard. And, And And like Fran said, it's not a linear process. There are days when I'm taking really good care of myself and I'm doing everything that is best for me. And the next day I'm like, you know what we're going to (laughs) do? We're gonna get high. We're gonna play video games for the first four hours of the day. We're then gonna take a break for empanadas and pizza. <laughs> wow, are you me? We're gonna come back for a tequila cocktail hour, <laughs> and then we will round out the day with clearing out the DVR. <laughs> you know, like there Absolutely. are days when and and honestly, before I was self-employed, I would have thought what a dream life. But <laughs> in reality, the dream life is waking up every day wanting. And being in a position to truly care for yourself in the ways you need it the most. And so, so much of my emotional healing and my emotional progress has been like me doing really well for a short while Mm -hmm. and then going right back to my trash bag ways. Mm -hmm. And then doing really well for another four days and then being a, Garbage bitch once again. (laughs) And you know what? I embrace it. At this point, after having those highs and lows Mm -hmm. off and on for the past 18 months, I'm at the point now where when I wake up and I'm like, I don't give a shit about anything. I'm like, all right, bitch, let's ride it out. Mm -hmm. Let's do the least amount of damage. Mm -hmm. I'm not at a point where I'm binge drinking anymore. I don't smoke weed anymore. I mean, I do ingest weed, (laughs) but I don't smoke it. Except just now. (laughs) When I took a hit off of Jade's Nasty leaf blunt, but I won't do that again. <laughs> anyway, don't matter. It's <laughs> like I have, I have graduated from masking all of my emotions with alcohol, weed, pizza, uh, being distracted, going on dates with people I don't even really like, just to have something to do. Going to the club, talking to niggas I don't care about, just to have niggas in my phone. I've graduated from that to doing very boring, basic, boring, basic bitch shit. That is actually better for me mm-hmm. as a person, Same. like and and taking away the shame and not being productive, mm-hmm. and that's not just a church thing; that's really a Western society a thing. One thousand,
0: it that's is life where it's
2: yeah, and honestly, that's the society that we have created, not who we were meant to be as people. I don't think people were meant to work clock in every day, day no. nine hours a day, five six no. days a week. I really don't, but we have been so indoctrinated with that Mm -hmm. message from the very beginning that anytime people say we shouldn't have to work in order to live comfortable lives, other people be like, fuck you talking about like, (laughs) yes, you should. But no, there are people who are born with disabilities. There are people who become disabled. There are people who suffer traumatic events and have to process that shit. And none of those people deserve to be homeless because of it. And
0: I I honestly, I talk about that a lot too, because I took this whole, um, Half of the year off. Yeah. And everyone was like, what? How yep. do you just, you know, decide that you don't want to create or work? And I'm like, yeah. people view productivity in terms of projects. and th- But do you know the productivity in... Reprogramming your childhood trauma, yeah. <laughs> like, you, right? No, they don't. Why actually. doesn't anyone no, talk about that? Because, because being? not it. enough people are doing it. No, like, do you know that I actually decided beings. to slow down because I know that I need I noticed that I need to shift my energy more mm-hmm. to my mental health. Yeah. And less to the workload, which is I was doing the opposite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then something told me in my body, slow down because you're gonna start making decisions that are based on uh right. success that's more commercial yep. as opposed to what your body's actually needing, what you're needing. And so I was like, you know, I'm gonna just slow down now while I have the opportunity to. But it's interesting that everybody took that as such a thing of like, yeah. so what are you just doing? You're just home. I'm like, yeah. I am actually I'm reading I'm sleeping I remember
2: like with my friends yes I'm hanging out (laughs) I remember years ago when Fran and I first became friends uh, I think we were following you on Tumblr maybe Oh yeah and you, po- you posted a picture of some white girl who was ultra fit Had like a six pack or whatever mm-hmm. And you The caption was something like Oh I used to dream I had this bitch's body or something. Well you just ain't bitch You know you are so
4: nice But <laughs> you were like I used to wish I
2: had this body or something And so I replied and I was like Oh why'd you stop wishing And you were like bitch because I have it now <laughs> With like eight smiley faces, and I was like, "Well, first of all, go off, <laughs> but also, even the friend from then six years ago to the friend now, right, is a much more mentally balanced, yeah. happier, Thousand healthier person, percent. and it doesn't. And I am, I am the same way as somebody who used to like be super into fitness, and then after this domestic violence incident, was like, I literally don't care about anything. I it has taken all of this." For me to get to a place where I'm like, I'm just a human being Mm -hmm. and I'm only going to take the best care of myself as I can on any one given day. And I'm constantly trying to be better. I don't want to be miserable. I don't want to be the type of person who spending every day feeling stuck Mm -hmm. or unheard or frustrated. But at the same time, like I'm a, I'm a real bitch, despite what y'all may think of me, you know, on the internet or whatever. I'm a real person (laughs) with a real life and like so many facets of this life that you know nothing about that I'm struggling with every day. Like after that incident with me and my ex, I stopped doing everything. Uh, Thankfully, I no longer had to work at MTV2 They finally let Charlamagne's show go Praise God, I was out of my contract (laughs) I mean, no shade That that show paid my bills But I was happy not to have to be on TV every week I had to go in every Wednesday to tape the read with my nigga But you know, fine That's my job (laughs) But I quit my job at Apple Being a DJ at Apple Even though I loved it so much Because the thought of getting up and going in For twice a day every week Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like Monday and Wednesdays that I was on air. Mm. And just the thought of having to do it was too much. Like It was like after that incident with my ex that y'all know about, because I kept it from the world for I don't know how long. Uh, but you niggas were there. Yeah, for me, for sure. And I just can't say enough how much it means to have like real friends mm-hmm. in your life. But after that, I quit the Apple thing and I was like oh no, you know, because for so long I was doing Uncommon Sense every day. I was doing other random TV appearances. I was doing Drunk History every year. I was doing The Read all the time. Touring. Touring constantly. And so after that incident, I just didn't feel like doing nothing else. I told Alex, I'm not touring this fall. And we were taking a break anyway Mm -hmm. because Kid Fury was doing his stand up tour. Right. Right. So I was like, great i'll stay home <laughs> so i was like damn i'm not touring i'm losing so much money every month not being on viacom no more i'm losing my weed money every month because i'm not working at apple no same more. same with
0: me this and is i was like
2: the same with me this year and but it was less about what people were gonna think and more about like i'm about to make less money my career is about to be over like I'm taking advantage of these incredible opportunities I have. And now they're going to all fall away. Literally, and that year I year. made more money than I ever had before. <laughs> I hear that. And, and then the next that. year.
1: Yeah. Does Cause the thing? next
2: year I was, the next year I struggled with the same shit. Right. And I was like, I definitely made money, less money this year. And then that same year, more money than right. ever before. <laughs> so it's like But I think it is it's we have to At also, a certain point you have to pay attention to the facts and figures right. of the
3: situation. It's a science. Yeah. I think it's also important to know because I mean everyone's not in a position to um kind of like take take that kind of time off. But there are oh, other And it's a, it's a huge privilege. privilege. But there are there are it's other choices huge that you can make around um, you know what you're scheduling and what you decide to take on and your decision making. But I think it starts off with the kind of intention that you guys are talking about and just being more thoughtful and balanced. Is that something Mm -hmm. I'm dealing with now? Um, And even like fighting back your rights I'm so
2: good. <laughs> that was Jay. Coffin.
1: That was that's actually a lot. Um, a black
2: ass. No, but one. even
3: like fighting, like you know, even professionally, like when you get your PhD, people think like, oh gosh, you have a PhD and that's so amazing. But you don't realize that like you have to kind of maintain your momentum in terms of productivity and work and like you know the expectation is that you have to produce a certain amount of things or be in certain spaces and publishing certain things in order for. Like you kind of maintain your credibility in the space. Um, and, you know, my 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 route was, you know, a little unconventional. Like I didn't go be a professor. Like I decided to take a job working in practice and policy. So then, you know, what counts as productivity looks different for me. But I, I mean, I'm just saying all of that to say I am t- struggling or chat or not I would say struggling, but learning how to define what productivity looks like for me in this space. What counts so, as so work. Big for me in this space, right? So like acknowledging it for a long time, Jay would tell you, I thought of this as kind of like extracurricular, like, you know, the podcast is just something <laughs> fun to do on the side.
0: Like it's cute. It's cute. But I mean, more than I think about it, since
3: I'm talking about same my life and my work, and I'm like, this has very much become a platform where I can talk about and share and still mm-hmm. be very much Dr. Kia in this space. And I have access to the same amount of people or if not more people than I would if I were publishing my research, but I can get to talk about it on these kind of platforms here. So it's just more about kind of like having that intention of um, you know, like you like like you said earlier, sis, maintaining hygiene. Um, and and give create spaces in your life Where you can yeah. develop the relationship With the processes that you need To kind of work through your sh- your stuff Like yeah. um, I'm still working and, through my daddy issues yep. I'm working
2: through all of that And that's productive And that, it that is. counts
0: And people need that count. to understand It takes so it, much
2: yeah. out of you to, to process your childhood trauma mm-hmm. That's why people don't do it yep. That's why niggas be living for the weekend Getting drunk as fuck High as fuck That's why people spend money they don't have have on going out to eat or and any society other distraction, obviously
0: doesn't create space no. for you to even no. do that. Because mm-hmm. and it's right. obviously the science mm-hmm. that's what they want. Mm-hmm. Because the barriers
2: to therapy are. 90 percent of the problem right. the fact that there is stigma around it and people feel uncomfortable about going i truly feel like that's a small slice of the issue and exorbitant mm-hmm. cost. the real problem yes right no the real that's what i'm saying is, is the real problem is the cost mm-hmm. and the yeah. time that it takes to go to therapy the fact that almost everybody has to work within their insurance i'm so grateful that the therapists i found who was like available and we clicked immediately. She is not under my insurance, but thankfully I can pay cash every All week to pay for yeah. that woman. Mm-hmm. Right. Like most people do not have that have luxury. The Therapy is expensive. Is, yeah. 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 So, and, and then even if you can afford it and you do have it in in your insurance, you got to find the time to go. Usually after mm-hmm. work, because mm-hmm. most people can't go before. Mm-hmm. So you have to find the time to go. And then that's time Away from work, away from your kids, away from your family, where you have to make arrangements for some other shit to be done,
0: and also what is unearthed in those sessions. You then you have to process. go be a parent, yeah. Then you have to go be a parent yeah. or and go to work the next shit. morning yeah. while that's still on you. It's Man, like I can't. The wow. therapy hangover is all real. Time, therapy. Girl, oh, that's girl. what I'm, I'm saying. Listen, like, I'm listen. be like, I don't. Then you're don't. supposed to be in the office. Like, mm-hmm. good morning, oh, everyone. No. <laughs> and well, I,
2: the thing is, I literally did that. I know what it is like to go to work Force yourself to go to work Like my ex Assaulted me on a Sunday night Monday morning I went and got on the radio at Apple mm-hmm. Because it's what you have to do It's what it's, we have no choice it's, it's bitch if you don't go to work For me, it wasn't the money as much, which for most people, I think it's definitely the biggest concern. But it was not only am I missing the money for the day, I am going to get so many other people in trouble because this person didn't come to work today. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, I just didn't need all that on me. And so I told myself, you know, that morning when I woke up and checked for bruises, which is the craziest shit of my life, I remember saying, you know what, sis, this is a very, very bad day. But all you have to do is make it to two o'clock. At two o'clock, you'll be off the radio. You'll take the A-train home. A-train home, it will take entirely too long, but you'll get home. And then after that, you can drink as much as you want to, bitch, until you see stars. (laughs) (laughs) And we will just be drunk as fuck and kicking it all day. (laughs) And I told myself that. Like, I had to give myself rewards Mm. for leaving the house because otherwise I would not leave the house. And and when you have, like, and that was just me to support. Mm -hmm. And that was just because I really didn't want to have to dip into my real money to pay for my drug money. (laughs)
1: That's so real.
2: But when people are like, if I don't go to work today, my baby can't go to after school care. My baby can't go to daycare. My baby can't go to whatever extracurricular, the light bill. We're going to have to call Con Edison and get on a payment plan. It's like... You know, I totally understand. So, like, we what we really need is a societal overhaul. Ooh, I'm mm-hmm. always saying, but that. capitalism will never let it happen. No, because
1: you talking, about, you all talking about getting up and going to work. If you, if I'm dealing with something on Sunday night, you're going to work. Not only that, but if my child pops out of the room, I got to deal with whatever I'm dealing with as well as right. right. Her. She's yeah. priority first. Exactly. Right. And that's how so many parents are not able to take care of. themselves. Yeah, because they're still trying to take so care issues. of their own one, yeah.
2: wounded ass cells. Yeah. So what they can give you is bare minimum at best, which is like I said, when I confronted my father about the shit he put me through, one of the very first things I said was, I understand you had it really rough. And I have a lot of empathy for you Mm -hmm. completely. And what I'm so glad for is that I recorded that conversation Mm -hmm. so I can always go back and listen to it Mm. to make sure that I'm not misremembering things. Right. But like I said, I understand that you really had a rough childhood. I understand your father did all these things and it must have made a huge impact on you. And therapy has never been an option for you for whatever reason. I get that. And at the same time, you really hurt me and my brothers in ways that have to be talked about and dealt with. And that's where he could not take it. Mm-hmm. man yeah because you you dug in deep with that yeah, i did like right yeah, because yeah. at, at this point shit. it was it was like i took away his only defense right yeah the last thing he could have possibly said is well you know daddy is broken because blah blah and this is this i already know that first of all i know you didn't know i know that but right. i do know it right so i'm gonna just tell you that i know it And I'm going to remind you that I am a whole ass adult. I am not that scared little girl no more. It is not impossible for me to talk back because for me, talking back to my parents, it wasn't like a teenage rebellion thing or kids will be kids thing. It was literally unfathomable.
3: It's a, it's a that no I go. would confront
2: my parents in that way. See, I knew Kia would understand mm, me no with the no same go. person. See, the light-skinned <laughs> people grew with was was hippies. That,
0: <laughs> that was no.
2: No, no, no. That was, I no. got a
0: Dominican mama.
2: <laughs> right. There was plenty plates flying in there. <laughs> parents of color, period. you to deal with Because <laughs> I looked at her way crazy. Nah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So it was not an option to say how I really felt. It was I not an option to confront. And that is a thing, like... What Another thing that I think I will really let my children do is be angry with me, mm-hmm. be upset with me, That's just, such be disappointed a in me. Point. Mm-hmm. It's OK for you to say that, because when you tell your children you can't share these emotions with me, you're blocking them off, not just from that interaction, but for so many other interactions that may mirror it in any kind of way. Yeah. When your kids know they can't come to you you've automatically set up a wall between you and them. And your children want to forgive you. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. want you to be their best friends. Absolutely. You were the first people they ever idolized. You created their world. The rules of their world, they want to be in your life. Yeah. And that's why it's like, so But you important. have to be willing to address what you did wrong. And mm-hmm. so many people are not capable. That kind of transparency, yeah. I think, like for a long time, I think,
3: I don't know. I've always got the impression that my mom, my mom thought that her vulnerability would compromise her authority. Right. When, That's exactly what when in actuality I say all the time like I wish like my mom had an, it it seemed like she had it all together even with all the things that she was dealing with um and and struggling with all the things she was challenged by the, the limitations that she had she never she never let us see her sweat. And there were times Mm -hmm. where I wish she would let me see her sweat. So then I would know it was okay for me to sweat sometimes. That's right, girl. (laughs) Like, I would know, like, so I would know it's okay. So, like, I wish that parents, like, if my dad would come to me and just own it. I didn't know what I was doing. I, your mama had these babies looking at me. I don't know what the hell I was doing. Like I think yeah, that was, I be wanting that. Like, shit you know what so I'm mean? saying? Like just say like I didn't know. I think I think that would have made it so much more. But for whatever reason, that barrier, like like you were saying, sis, with your dad, like he couldn't handle you, like you that accountability. Like yeah. we needed you and you wasn't there. Straight like that. Yeah, Ooh, that's so. Like,
0: real you know, I I I was in Virginia, and you know all the work that we're doing now. With these conversations, something told me that my dad, for whatever reason, I was like, maybe he'd be willing to be more open, you know. So I texted him when I was in Virginia. What is that
2: sound? Tristan is. is testing out probably the <laughs> oven on Noah's oh. dream house.
0: <laughs> so I was in Virginia, which is where he lives. And I was there for work and something told me to text him. I don't know what. And I was like, maybe we could have dinner and talk and I didn't want him to apologize but I just wanted him like you said Mm -hmm. it was that thing Mm -hmm. of like what if he just tells me yo now that we're both older now that you have an understanding of life Mm -hmm. let me tell you kid it had nothing to do with you your mom was fucking difficult I was dealing with so much healing could happen I was like thinking that he would be able to just hit me with it just like that and I text him and I was like can we have dinner and he was like I'm busy and I was like I didn't tell you what day
1: Exactly. Wow. <laughs> niggas! I didn't even tell him what exactly. day.
2: I <laughs> because it didn't, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Yeah, he and, was gonna be then, busy no
1: matter yeah.
0: when. And he was like, "I just, I can't." And I was like, "I got you," and never spoke to him again. And that's the day that I told myself, "You are living in a completely different timeline, and yeah. you're expecting." him to be there when he's already shown you what timeline he's in stop trying to create something that is not going to happen and it was extremely healing and I even with Crystal saying like the part of my brand where I was like heavy into fitness and heavy into this and everything was so perfect and shiny there was an episode we did on friend zone called theater mask a couple years ago where the question I asked was who did you have to become or create to get the love from your parents? Mm. And the only Ooh. time that my mom would pay attention to me was when I excelled. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. if the test I'm was triggered. high. Listen, if, come through, right, come through, if come I, through. <laughs> if I got, you know, valedictorian, Ooh. if I got the highest statewide exam. So I used to kill myself. I remember a teacher. Mind you, this was like third grade. Told my mom, your daughter's nervous system Is like really out of whack. She trembles in class. Like what is going on at home? Because I was so obsessive with perfection. I need to get every math problem right. I need to be reading at sixth grade level and third grade. Oh yeah. Because that's the only way my mom would look at me. And so what happens is that translated even in business where it was like I was online. I had to be perfect and shiny because that's how you get love from people. And then finally I got exhausted <laughs> because yeah. that's not sustainable. It's not. Because it's
1: not who you are. You have to let
0: people not like you. Yeah. you it's fine.
1: It's fine. You no cannot character. possibly
0: be for everybody. And I think no. that they are your parents that hate you. Right. Like this is not just one yeah, big story of the world hates me. Like yeah. it's not your parents. These are huge. In the same way people online don't like you, your parents probably didn't, and that's fine. I mean, when
2: people come at me with invalid criticism, like, it's one thing to call me out for acting like Jade. (laughs) (laughs) Because that bitch is problematic. But when people come at me for, like, something that is just an innate part of who I am. And they just don't like it. Or if they just don't like my opinion, then it's like, okay, fuck off, Herbert. Like, I can say that. Because it's Mm -hmm. like... I'm saying fuck off to the same person who always felt like it was okay to talk to me that same way or treat me that same way or be mad at me for something that there was no reason to be mad at me for Like you just don't like it. It irritates whatever within you. Mm -hmm. But again, that is within you. Like me as a human being, I am just fine. So, yeah, I know we've been talking about this for a while. We probably have overrun y'all's time. I
0: mean, <laughs> I mean it's and a all great that, combo. But, yeah, I think but it's,
2: you know, too, I think people really
0: get important. triggered by you online, and this could be the hippie dippy in me, mm-hmm. whenever someone is triggered, I always ask myself, what? What are they teaching what are me? you seeing yeah. of mm. yourself and me that's just yeah. shook something up in you? Because there's no other reason I would be creating this reaction in mm.
2: yeah. you. I told somebody recently who I had been following for years online for a long time when you would say, you know, X, Y, Z, A, B, C. It would make me feel really uncomfortable and almost mad at you. Mm. And not until therapy did I realize it was because you were bringing up something within me that I was not ready to face. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) I felt like I really feel That's like so Oprah right now Because yes. y'all gave me a very Oprah Dude, reaction But yeah it, I told her it's because You were bringing up this stuff In me that I wasn't bold enough to face And it wasn't even that I could even put it in those words mm-hmm. If you would have asked me then I would have been like Oh this bitch is so emotional my god Why won't she just shut the fuck up <laughs> You know that Was it I my said,
0: twitter
2: no friend you know I love you and your tender ass feelings (laughs) but I would I would if you would ask me then I would say oh my god I wish you would just pack it up keep it under control but that is because I was taught that my feelings didn't matter so I might as well act like they didn't exist right and so when people showed any kind of vulnerability I thought, oh my God, don't you know you'll be rejected? Mm -hmm. Right. Don't you know people will look at you bad for that? Mm -hmm. Because that's what happened to me. Mm -hmm. But that is not what we deserve as Mm -hmm. people. Amen. And so it takes so much to get to that place. Again, that is hard work. The easy thing. It's to go about your day using all kinds of unhealthy coping mechanisms and just pretending shit is not the way it is. Right. And it's not even just wanting that, but then also having the money, having the time, having living in a place where you can. Access as a therapist who can meet you where you are
4: mm-hmm.
2: because therapists are still human beings. Most of them are white. Therefore, most of them are racist. They're sexist, homophobic, transphobic, xenophobic, transphobic, all that shit. They're all that shit. Mm-hmm. So having all these privileges that line up at once where I had this black woman therapist who I don't even know her sexual orientation, but I know that she doesn't see any judgment in mine. Mm-hmm. And she has always been able to hold the mirror up to me and be like, you are as you are an incredible human being Mm. and you never needed to be anything more. That little girl you were at six, seven, eight, when you were reading all day and making up stories and playing to yourself and all that, you would have never judged that child. Mm -hmm. Or made her feel like It was something wrong with her Because there wasn't And you're still that girl Yeah But the world And these circumstances Have hardened you And made you into this way And we just all need To get back in touch With that very innocent person Inside of us Who never deserved Any of this shit And also Fuck Donald Trump
1: (laughs) (laughs) A perfect way To end this segment (laughs) Real, thank you guys. Yeah, so but much. fuck that nigga for real. Yeah, thank you all so much. I'm dead. Yeah, no,
2: thank you. When Kia brought this up, you know, two months ago, we've been <laughs> trying to get this on the books. I think
0: low-key we were like, I don't
1: want to all, And I told this. her, I said,
2: sis. <laughs> That's heavy. I'm all for it, but I feel like, you know, if I talk about this, I'm going to have to talk about the fact that I don't talk to my father because... As far as the fans of the read, know, he and I have a perfectly fine relationship. <laughs> right. So I was like, I really don't want to, have to tell people about this. I don't want people to question me about it. You know, it's a very painful part of my life. But when she brought it up, I thought. You know, I think I'm finally ready to talk about it because y'all know all the shit I have done. Mm-hmm. Y'all know. Y'all know. <laughs> so it was that. And then it was the fact that we got a a question from somebody in, in the inbox that same week who was like, I'm dealing with a father who has emotionally abused me so many times throughout my life. What do I do? And I was like, damn. Asynchronous. Yeah. Thing. And not only can I help you, I feel like. If I just give you advice from my therapist, it's not going to hit the same way as if I said I've literally done the same thing Mm -hmm. and I know exactly how you feel. So let me talk to you about it. You know, mm-hmm. it's one thing to talk from an intellectual point of view. It's another to talk from experience.
1: like a, a human
2: yes, experience sense. and being mm-hmm. able to relate to other people. Mm-hmm. So but that was only after Kia brought this up because I was like, <laughs> listen, if I'm going to talk about it on Getting Grown, I'm going to have to say something first. Right. Put it out there. Just to put it out there. And so I'm just finally glad that, you know, schedules lined up and we were mm-hmm. able to do this because I love my niggas so mm-hmm. much. Oh, we I love love y'all show it's about time that we had some grown black women And not just, you know, mamas or wives, I mean, even though, of course, there's nothing wrong with being a mom or a wife. Like, oh, but, you know, wow. no, of course, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Responsibly raising another human being is, <sighs> I think, one of the most incredible jobs you can do. Not just being a mother, right. but being a good one. A good one. It is an incredible job. But Kia also has 18 degrees <laughs> and is a whole ass doctor. Yes. And I will celebrate my sister. I should. And I will. <laughs> Claim my point zero zero one eight percent of her doctorate every week. <laughs> every, every week, it's a, communal, it's a communal degree. I
3: got it, it for it, the hood. You know,
2: she says that, but only she has the certificate. <laughs> so you know, it's you only know this-
0: until
1: I photocopy that bitch <laughs> when I go over <laughs> to her
0: house. And can I just say, our friendships have been such a big part of the healing process for, for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because having' grown there's so much, friends. Yeah, yeah, there's so much trust, and, like I said, what was injured in me was the safety aspect, mm-hmm. and just knowing that like we love each other mm-hmm. like in yeah. a real way, I don't fear. Yep abandonment I don't right. you like it's just like we are all navigating these spaces together and and we surprise each other for our birthdays mm-hmm. and we gas each other online <laughs> when, when someone has a, a, a project all of us are online like and it's so genuine and it's mm-hmm. not a put on it's just like this natural pull of what happens when people love each yeah. other and know how to express it mm-hmm. and I just find that so beautiful because it's like this is healing for me mm-hmm. the community is healing our work is healing mm-hmm. because as we are uh, getting healthier on an emotional
2: level our work is changing mm-hmm. you know and, and it's i love good that. that it does Absolutely. you know it i mean should. look at beyonce which i can't believe we're just not bringing up beyonce <laughs> <laughs> but you know beyonce did what the world wanted her to do what her yes, daddy wanted she her gave to you do the commercial mass, and then when she grew up and decided she was going to take care of herself her work only grew and got deeper in intensity from there
0: i yeah. remember how shocked people were when yeah. she dropped lemonade because it was like oh, Beyonce beautiful. telling her business it's like mm-hmm. you feel things <laughs> you know <laughs> You got okay, cheated on. Your dad, you know, broke your yeah. mom's heart. Like it was like, oh my God, these are real life issues. Yeah, Beyonce
2: mm-hmm. talking about like real shit. And it's okay for us to be grown titty women <laughs> and to say <laughs> things that honestly twenty three year old me could have Never. benefited from. Amen. Not even little kid me. No. I'm talking about early twenties me mm-hmm. could have really benefited benefited from a bitch being like, Shit's did you grow hard. up in a two parent home? <laughs> Did it still kind of fucking suck? <laughs> then guess what, bitch? I'm the bitch for you. You know? <laughs> I could have really I, I could have really appreciated that because everybody I knew either had a great father involved, mm-hmm. parents married Same. in the home and all that, mm-hmm. or had no fucking daddy mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Same it was like I didn't know nobody else who was in the middle. So anyway, I just wanna say thank you to my friends for extending this invitation. Yes, thank to you. To me and friends, um well, I'm I'm raggedy, Fran is not we, Fran's very friend's very veggie. <laughs> Fran's very organic. Right. No, but friend is organic as hell. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It smells Until like she roses. get down on them sour power straws,
2: um, <laughs> the red ones. Until I get her some of them, until I get her some of them watermelon and strawberry oh sour patch kids, <laughs> and then she lose her damn vibe. Okay, you know, Mandy,
0: Mandy from Horrible Decisions was like, "Friends, you, like, you have any vices?" I was like, "She was sour
2: power yeah. straw." I was like chips. She was like, "Bitch, sour sweet candy." Yes, friend loves junk. I People love don't know sour. that
1: about you. I, I just sour. love sour Listen, candy. Man, we be down for People think she
2: eats the green beans for snacks, <laughs> but She don't.
1: The girls' nights be full of nachos <laughs> and all kinds of, right. of shit All you have
2: to do is buy something without me, and be like, I'll try oh, it. Okay. <laughs> she like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, <I love> nachos. <laughs> <laughs> when I got her that big ass, the resealable bag of the strawberry sour patch kids. Oh cans. my god. <laughs> <laughs> I think this I have nigga. teeth
0: that fell out from that <laughs> damn
2: bag. So, but anyway, I think it's important to talk about. And you know, as always, I say that if I can tell people my secrets and they don't end up on the blogs, then I have oh some gosh. real friends.
0: Indeed, you know, that's some real the shit. The never that when
2: your secrets only come out when you tell them. You know, you, you're got, doing the good. Right, you got the right <laughs> friends. <laughs>
1: That's some real shit. So
2: yes, thank y'all only for Only
1: y'all know who I've
2: killed. Anyway, so. That's right. <laughs> And only we
1: know where the bodies are at. Exactly. So thank you, friends. <laughs> Meet the scheduling assistant that works 24-7 behind the scenes to fill your calendar. From the moment clients book with you, Acuity is there to automatically send confirmations, deliver text reminders, and process payments. Never ask what time works for you again. Because with Acuity, clients can quickly view your real-time availability, self-book their own appointments, and reschedule with a click. Then, Acuity will automatically update the calendars you already use, like Google, Outlook, iCloud, or Office 365, keeping your entire life in sync. All you need to do is show up at the right time. Acuity even asks clients to fill out intake forms when scheduling and keeps all of their information neat and tidy and in one place. With the ability to manage multiple locations and employees, class bookings, private sessions, add-on sales, and recurring subscriptions, Acuity can adapt to any business. Save yourself from the day-to-day drudgery of keeping up with your clients and your busy schedule with Acuity Scheduling. For a limited time, you can get 45 days of Acuity Scheduling absolutely free. No credit card required. Just go to acuityscheduling.com/grown.
2: And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey, honey, honey,
1: So there will be no honesty box this week because we had a very long kitchen table talk with our very special guests. However, Tama. we're going to invite them to join in with us on these petty peeves. All right. Oh boy, let me get mine together. Yeah, get one together, friend. Wait a minute, bitch. Like, I, I, really I, was <laughs> I really hate. I really hate when there's not enough mother in my kombucha. <laughs> but oh. <laughs> <laughs> in
4: my yeah, that's
1: <laughs> true. I feel seen. <laughs> friend got
2: me buying all them big label fucking products. So good, Doctor Braggs and shit.
4: Mm.
2: Yeah, you gotta shake it up. up. That's it. Apple cider vinegar shots. Yeah, you got to shake up the mother. No. In Oklahoma, we take bacon grease shots.
4: <laughs> 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 (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay So in So in honor of our petty peeves (laughs) Crystal Jean Do you have one? Um
2: I don't Actually A couple weeks ago I cussed out a bitch On my show for um... Oh no (laughs) A white bitch. She took my clothes out the dryer. I'm
1: sorry, what? She took
2: them out the dryer and put them in, you know, them washateria baskets Mm -mm. that be around the washroom. So she took, but sis, wait, the metal metal joints with the wheels. Yeah, the metal joints with the wheels. But she took them out the dryer thirty seconds after they ended. Uh, (gasps) Oh, she didn't
0: even. She didn't even give me me no good time.
2: She didn't even give me no good time. She didn't even give me two full minutes. So, but. I continued to do my laundry. I got so mad. I immediately went to like autopilot. I continued to do my laundry. I ignored whatever she was saying. I had my headphones on. But when I saw her clothes were in the dryer, I opened it. That That's bitch. it. I would Straight have put them like on the that. floor. I did yeah. I did Yeah, good. I sure did and, and I happened? hope they curdled I don't, me. I don't know you channeled me I don't know what baby. happened
0: but I hope they curdled <laughs> because at so. that point my
2: clothes were done <laughs> so I don't know what happened to Karen's clothes but fuck that bitch still I haven't seen that bitch or the bitch who asked me did like, I like, is this
1: the same one? Oh
2: my god no it's not the same as that white woman who asked she me she would not have lived to who tell who was like oh was you have to have word. a key to get upstairs yes bitch I know I've been paying this multi thousand
1: dollar rent here for years. <laughs> I have I have been looking for this lady every time I go to her in my- <laughs> Every time I go to Crystal's house, I'll be looking and for I've that been white woman. Praying for him. <laughs> yes. so don't find I her. I feel like they're related. Stop it. So, yes.
2: <laughs> my, my candle's working. But what I didn't, what I didn't say on this show because I didn't find out until after we taped is that afterwards, you know, Chris Morrow, the mm-hmm. white man who owns loudspeakers, was downstairs with uh, Taylor. Shout out to Taylor, who uh, normally runs our sessions. Mm-hmm. And um, Chris was like, Your read really made me look at myself differently. I felt like really guilty because I've definitely done that to people before. And I was like, You fucking colonizer. (laughs) Do not take people's clothes out the dryer unless you have given them like a good 10 minutes. minutes. How did we all? Because we got the clothes. 10 minutes. Because, and like, I was literally. I was downstairs so fast that my other load of laundry was done. not even out of the washing machine yet. The other washer was still locked. Oh, meaning no. that bitch had, and the only reason she got downstairs before me is because she called the fucking elevator before me, so I had to wait for her ass mm. for the elevator to, to come, come back, back up back to up. get me. Right, so it was like so. What did you say to her? I didn't say nothing. As oh. soon as I walked in the mm-hmm. l- laundry room, I looked at. My clothes in the basket, and then I looked at her, and then I looked at my other clothes in the washer that was still <laughs> locked because it was still running. And she started saying something, but there was a there was a, a Tamla Man song on my iPod Take <laughs> me to the Tamela king, Man. yes. And listen, the Lord, the Lord Tamela took me right to day. the altar. Okay, because <laughs> Jesus knew I didn't have shit else wow. to bring that day. I was going to beat that bitch ass, oh, but Jesus. instead, I turned the dryer setting too low. So that even if she did come back and close the dryer, it wouldn't dry on high heat. Oh, my God. And then I opened it to make sure her clothes did not dry. <laughs> and I hope she fell asleep. Yes. And that shit turned Shadow to fucking me. cottage cheese overnight. <laughs> Good. And she had to wash it all over again or just throw her panties um, away because no. they all developed some sort that of yeast. Smell. Yeah. Ugh. Fuck her.
3: <laughs> I had a similar yeah.
2: experience
3: in the in the, um, no. laundromat in my, uh, in my building.
2: Stabberses. The lady, well, the lady, like
3: similar to you, when she asked or tried to, uh, she she insinuated that you didn't belong there. This lady came downstairs. What? She came downstairs. I was like putting clothes in the dryer, and she started questioning me, like how, like you know, white women do, when it's like, um do you live here, ma'am? First of all, it's ten o'clock, Yo. and I'm wearing my slides. And this house coat. So, you, I mean, what, do people come in here off the street and use the laundry? I'm talking about, I've never seen you before. I said, ma'am, this building is two towers, each tower has 16 floors. <laughs> Could, of course, you, you haven't could seen me not before, have, stupid you bitch. Could not possibly believe that you have seen every single person that lives in this building. <laughs> well, I What'd just wanted say? to know. I just wanted to know. Um, you know, I just never seen you before. I just want. No, ma'am, you wanted to ask me if my name was Nadine and I was a white woman. You would not be asking me these questions. Yeah. You want to know what this black girl is doing in this building, and I will let you know that I'm folding my towels. And if you don't get out of my face, you're gonna be picking up your teeth. <laughs> I'm so tired Listen
2: I mean Cause I pay my I mean, rent at, And I pay it yes. on
3: time
2: On time and in full Every fucking month honor before the first That's why when white people Try me I'm like Bitch do you know How much harder I had to work How much more I had to do To See, be in this building That you just Deigned to live Ooh. in oh Are man. you Girl, serious kiss my ass bitch This is like the building Of my dreams And meanwhile You slumming it in Harlem so like <laughs> Bitch Get your That's life nice. together man I mean Listen I'm so I understand sis I like, really do you? I have had to talk to these white women crazy I'm not some little <laughs> I'm not some little colored child off the street <laughs> And even if I was Is this what you choose child. to argue with people about? Drying their clothes? And like what you gonna do? You gonna call the Jakes Cause I'm down here folding <laughs> towels? <laughs> You look stupid <laughs> Gentrifiers are something You look the really fuck does. Right now Ooh. I've been struggling yes. with that man I told oh. Chris Murrow, my
1: Don't ever do that crazy. shit again Don't <laughs> Don't do that shit again Don't take no, Don't touch nobody's Don't straws. touch
2: nobody's clean fucking clothes oh Don't
1: ever God. touch my clean clothes And put them in a bare basket
2: Listen I told myself the heat in the dry Would be high enough To burn off her white ass germs <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said Because imagine Had she put her clothes On my clean no. Her hands on my clean Dry clothes I would have to burn On my
3: eyes. I had, to, I I had an everything. experience When I was at Yukon This white boy Took my stuff Out the washing machine And I made him I took his car And I was like We gonna wash these clothes again Since you wanna touch my clothes <laughs> Oh, shit. Black women don't play about their clothes. What you won't be doing here is handling my braziers, sir. You better get your <laughs> <laughs> on my I said, I know you're not in here touching <laughs> my <laughs> unmentionables. Get your
2: behind You're literally not doing that. <laughs> I, know you, I know you don't have your hands my on my drawers. drawers.
1: Lord. Don't touch <laughs> my I drawers. Even when I, don't ever when I had drawers. a
2: delivery service doing my laundry, I still hand washed my bras and underwear no because I was just like, I'm not letting strangers touch my panties. Is this a church thing?
0: I, you know, uh, that's the reason I haven't used the service. Oh, see, so no, it's a black girl thing. Because I, no, I'm just like, I can't. <laughs> I was talking to XD about that because mm. he was like, "Come on, you got to get with the times." I'm You're like, like <laughs> I don't want no one handling my underwear. <laughs> no, I don't.
1: Well, I have too much laundry to use laundry service. Oh
0: so.
2: yeah, mm. but you got a whole ass family.
1: Yeah, we we yeah. can't we can't. Bi- no, bi- no bi- I Six hundred dollars, right?
2: Woo! Well, so yeah, you,
1: sis. Oh shit! Oh, yeah, we were still on mine. When <laughs> <Yeah, and laughs> mine was like a double, because I just kind uh, <laughs> of. Sure, petty pee friend. I think Franny I'm quoi? like
0: I'm gonna have to give it to um delivery men. Mm. See, I paid this extra fee Listen, so that you can come I to mean, my door, knock upon it, <laughs> ring <laughs> the doorbell. Do not call me with an attitude. You Talk about you downstairs. downstairs. I said, well, the elevator and is they on your get right. Mad. But then they get mad when you say, okay, this is what I always do. They're like, I'm downstairs. And I'm like, do you need me to tell you the apartment number? <laughs> 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 and then they say, "It's I already know what it is. I'm like, okay, great. So I'll see you up here. Yeah And I usually hang up And then they call back And they're like Well I'm not coming up And it's always an excuse Like I, can't I have my bike Or my I can't find I don't want to double park And I'm just I like I I paid I did. extra yeah. fee. I, did. I tipped really well. So I wouldn't door. have to leave. Right. And <laughs> it's literally a double fee because it's the delivery fee and, and yeah. then the tip. And the yeah. fee. And uh-huh. the service fee. Uh-huh. Three, with Uber, triple. it's really like $10 and just fee. Yeah. Yeah. Minimum. 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 So it kind of blows me how they are always so angry about it.
1: Oh, no. I had a nigga tell me. <laughs> they want to argue with I you. I had a nigga tell I, I won't argue. I'm like, and you know, I lie every time. I would be like, I have a sprained ankle and a sleeping Oh my baby. God, why do I do
0: that? To <laughs> yes. I have
1: a leg injury. I told this nigga the other day. So this nigga calls the other day. And every time I say to them, I'm like, okay, so you need to find apartment such and Hello? such on the pad. And I'll buzz you up. So usually they'll do it. This one dude says <laughs> to me, uh-uh, I'm not doing that.
0: That's what happened to me? <laughs> I said,
1: excuse me? <laughs> oh. He said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm not doing that."
0: <laughs> I was like, oh, "I'm." It was like the Diddy gif with the guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, look that at <laughs>
4: I'm
1: not doing that. It's I was like, "It's like who's gonna?" I fold? saw red because I was like, "If I don't get my food and I'm not going downstairs." I'm going to blow my fucking That's brains. exactly
0: what happened. The dude said, well, I'm not coming upstairs.
1: So what happened? You didn't get your food?
0: And I said, well, I'm not either. So what we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you drove all this way just to take it back. And then he was like. Well, I don't know. You got to figure out. He hung up on me, so I oh, okay. literally I was like,
2: okay, well, I guess I'm not getting that food. Let me tell you something, because between Grubhub, Postmates, Uber Eats, and American Express, I'm going to get my money. I'm going to get it back.
0: I literally was. I was I'm like, going I'm to chilling, a credit. and then five minutes later, <laughs> wait, my doorbell rang. <laughs> yo he five died. minutes and he yo when i tell you he flung
3: he <laughs> was big man
0: <laughs> i know he was so pissed he flung that shit at me and i laughed so hard because i, I be was like, like
1: You're <laughs> have a blessed night <laughs> have a blessed night god bless you i'd open the door with a gun i was like
2: I, and then i started and laughing immediately went to jail bitch it's a bb it's a bb <laughs> <laughs> it's you baby. can't even have a you baby can. gun in New York City. I was
0: like, "Have a good night." <laughs> and she knows that. <laughs> <It's
1: ridiculous>. <laughs> <laughs> when you laugh though, that's when they get real bad. That's yeah, so because you real like Bitch, you know I want. Yo,
0: he was pressing that elevator button. Hell, you know when they're like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> they be rushing living. even when they not mad. But when they live it,
1: <laughs> they get
2: pissed. That's why I understand when you laughed. Took that girl screenshot. And she posted it. Did y'all hear about this? And she's gonna be. She's getting sued for that, right? Shut up! That's what I saw saw on Twitter. I don't know
0: if it's true. She did ap like she did apologize.
2: Well I saw the original post And I thought sis You got too many followers For that you know The at girl says point, she can't Even leave that. her
0: house That so she's been like Now ain't nobody Recognizing that bitch no, Off they're of that not. little tiny I don't
2: even, even know. Listen
1: You're right.
0: gonna say What your lawyer Told
2: you to right. say okay
3: This is
1: true
2: She is under Emotional and distress that's why I'm saying <laughs> In <laughs> real life In real life Nobody's like That's that bitch Shantae That's the It might be The internet's wild Maybe the hair. people You went to school with Okay girl All 500 <laughs> of your Facebook friends Know that she
0: And They told
2: but it, you know what? Anyway, the point is I have I have had it happen twice where the food I ordered on an app magically made it to my door, but never, never actually made, made it, it to door. my apartment. Oh, that's another twice. One. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten my money back in full every time, but I have also been pissed enough to understand exactly where Lizzo was coming from. Mm. I have. I have. I'm too. not saying it's right. I'm no. saying I understand. Yeah,
1: I understand. Because the thing is, and people people will be like, well, you need to check your privilege and blah, blah. as a human being. If you don't meet somebody <laughs> where they at. and you hungry yeah. and a nigga whole ass lies about delivering your food. I had a nigga lie on my lift the other day, said he picked me up, dropped me off Stop to the location it. that I put and marked the ride completed. Oh that's just crazy. You whole no. ass stole out of my out of my bank account. So famous or not, I'm a human being with right. emotions and um. For she didn't. That was that the right thing to do? Absolutely not. Do I condone the actions? Especially Absolutely was not. Girl's face and everything. Yeah. Like that's just it's irresponsible. But also as but a I human being, that's what. But I, I understand, understand her reaction immediately. One girl says, "You said she she don't know how hungry she was." One girl
0: on Twitter says she went. The food never came, and she was just like, "Whatever." She went downstairs and turned the corner, and she said, "The guy was in his car eating," <laughs> sing. <laughs>
2: And even that girl, the girl with Lizzo's food was like, you know, I waited downstairs for five minutes or whatever. Or I called multiple times. And did the doorman say know? That's what I'm saying. If there was a doorman or a concierge in a nice hotel... Trust me, I've stayed in nice hotels. They will call your room directly when there is delivery service. Yes. They won't let them go up. That's but true. Let you know but it's they there. will contact you or they will hold the food for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Especially,
2: I know Lizzo is not staying at the fucking Holiday Inn Express. No, she's not. No. So, or the La Quinta. you know, <laughs> I have a feeling sis smelled a paycheck when she saw it, and I'm not. I mean, I, I get mad. it. I get it. I get it. Because when you come up on an easy lick, it's like, why not? But at and the same time, lick. I'm just saying as as somebody who has had their food mysteriously disappear mm. from these courier services mm-hmm. before I fucking get it.
0: Man, that's I get my, pet it. my petty
2: peeve. I get it.
1: Well, my petty peeve is very short and it was crystal inspired. So what did I do? Alicia Keys. Um, <laughs> yeah, for the longest, we knew that that Alicia Keys said 32nd <laughs> so in Linux,
4: or you don't know my
1: name, <laughs> and that doesn't exist. Nope. <laughs> no, and Crystal actually said that she addressed that and said, "Well, everybody knows that I meant one thirty lie. second because everybody takes the one off." Nope. So my petty peeve I this week have is lived for in that. I've my
0: whole
3: life. Like, please, I don't know a friends. single
1: person in this world. Who has, who has ever, ever taken said the one off? Meet me
3: on 30th in, in all of my black life, <laughs> I have ever. never removed.
1: Nobody's one. ever told me I live on forty-fifth and Broadway. <laughs> I live on. Maybe we say thirty-seventh. <laughs> we Saint say Nick. one, three, two. Like
0: catch me in no, one, but three, okay. nobody one, removes two the one. One, two well, Not one, two, fifth. One, two, fifth. We say one, two, fifth. Or at one one two two I've heard say somebody that. say
3: two fifth, but I feel like one hundred and twenty fifth Street is kind of like a landmark in Harlem, exactly. where where someone would say everyone knows what you, you mean when you mean when you say one two fifth. No one has ever said thirty second. <laughs> Alicia. Not a soul. Not Just to clarify
2: once. it's 39th in Linux. Okay, 39th in way. 42nd in whatever. Chelsea are you
3: in Harlem, sis? Which one? Because
2: you can't be in
3: bold. <laughs> That's
2: enough. Actually, I'm so I'm Googling it now and I don't see. Her saying that scraped it I from the no, I'm just saying, doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but I don't see it. But genius has this line highlighted, and it's like there's been a lot of commotion about this. <laughs> Dead. Because New Yorkers right, know so. there's no such thing as 39th, 39th and Linux. Never been. And one of our friends used to live at that corner, 139th and yeah. Linux. Do y'all remember? Yes. yes. And so we were, I was like, oh my god, nigga, you live on the you don't know my name. <laughs> 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 but apparently there was a diner on 135th in Linux. Don't um, no matter
1: 39th and Linux doesn't exist but yeah
2: Genius says that Alicia probably just said that to avoid a bunch of people what looking diner? up a diner Jimbo's this Jimbo's
4: is
3: pan pan
4: nobody's pan on. Pan no pan pan. Pan. it's not but it was
1: something a called pancakes. Pan Pan yes. not ever are you black not are you kidding me ever. get out
2: of here
1: <laughs> right. Jimbo's okay, is anyway, a not so glorified crown fried chicken every time I have brought
2: this lyric up to she New, New Yorkers they've been like I don't know what you talking about you can get a decent burger but it ain't no diner
0: you can't yeah,
3: but like no. you can get some some
0: some okay
2: pancakes. it
3: will be the biggest burger. It'll be the biggest burger in the world. <laughs> That's
0: But <laughs> you, yes. And I love Jimbo. <laughs> you know they closed the chicken spot. Which one? On Which one? 139th What? The one that was around the corner from his building. Oh my god. Who was it? Is it the Kennedy? Yes, it was a was Kennedy, a Kennedy or or oh, No, I think it's Crown. It was Crown. Is it Crown? Kennedy and Crown are two the sides same. the
1: same? One, One of the two. Point. One in the
0: same. Yep. But, but considering that being chicken. such a big staple on that block, I'm like, yo, this shit's getting gentrification. crazy now. Yeah. Watch, they
1: probably going to put... Crown's and Kennedy's on clothes. Exactly. Damn. And they probably going to... No, I mean, it's put, gone. They've been putting up them Texas chicken burgers bar. all over the place. They're going to put a juice bar. You no, know, right we have a,
0: a taco and tequila spot now. I don't
2: know.
1: Oh, yeah. Gentrification is yeah, coming
2: rapidly. It's called like Cali love Taco Keela, let's go. I mean, I Same. Mad, I actually but... would love that right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm part of the problem.
1: Well, that is another episode of Getting Grown.
2: Yay. <laughs> Yay thank you, guys. That was fun.
1: <laughs> thank you to our beautiful sisters for coming we and partaking in such an important yes. discussion. Thank Thanks you for, for having
2: me. Yes. Car. I know we went way over time. So sorry it's like to a your four four hour listeners. Broadcast. Right. Our it's bad. Three,
1: But would you, would you like Damn. to let our, our listeners know um, what they should do? Um, With what? In case of emergency Yeah Stop drop and roll Okay yeah That's that's what it is this week If you're in a tornado
2: warning situation I can help you Hide under a desk No bitch That's actually the last thing you should do You should go to the innermost room of your house Oh yeah no windows
1: and shit right A
2: room with no windows Yes Try to find Try to take everything off the top shelf If you can Nah, so the doorway, if you have no better options, like if you are in a house with
1: glass walls, okay. then yes. Well, all okay. I know, so then but that would be my a petty closet peeve or then. a bathroom. Is my petty peeve better. is if you move to Oklahoma, then Oklahomians or whatever need to tell you. <laughs> it's Oklahomies. It's Oklahomies. Oklahomies need to tell It's Oklahomos. <laughs> the Oklahomies need to let you know, first of all, what that crazy sounding alarm is. That it's a tornado. First of all, you will figure it out
2: very, very fast. No,
1: I thought it was haunted. If you don't know, you're going to
2: learn today. You thought the city (laughs) was haunted, bitch? With a siren the whole city could hear? (laughs) I didn't know. You smoke too much weed.
1: <laughs> Maybe I do. <laughs> but I know that you and your fellow cronies did not tell me. Had you that grown it was up a in a like the rest of us, you would have been known. <laughs> Nor did I know what to do when an actual tornado was coming our way. I was freaking the fuck <laughs> you out. You should have anyway, that. Well, I will tell the listeners you all can drink your water, mind your business, and what else is? Moisturize
3: because your black will crack if it's dry, like Felicity Huffman and she going to jail for <laughs> Yeah. Look
2: at Diamond and Silk. I mean, be very careful. bitches are like in front of our
1: eyes. like avocados. <laughs> Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. In <And> pajamas. Bye. <laughs>